0: Ask you something, Chris. Sure. Um I guess a birthday doesn't matter. How old are you, Chris?
1: Thirty.
0: Thirty. I'm thirty six myself. Right. I want to know something. Mm-hmm. I experienced something, and I really can't recall when precisely this started, but I noticed it. I've noticed it probably for the past couple of years about myself. Whenever I eat food, generally Yes, I shit. Whenever (laughs) I eat food, I find myself probably close to a half an hour afterward, I get tired. Like, drowsy, sleepy, want to fall asleep tired. Now, granted, if I'm out physically doing something, it doesn't affect me as bad. Right. But I generally feel pretty fucking tired after I eat. This is across several types of meals. This could be lunch, dinner, breakfast—big, hefty, hearty meals. It's. Do you do you get that way?
1: Really, only with lunch, um, and it's not so bad now um, since I'm working from home. But when I was at work and ate lunch, I got absolutely miserably tired afterwards. Yeah. But as soon as I left work, I'd be fine.
0: Yeah. Mm, call it the food sleeps. I get that get yep. like that often especially sucks at night because you usually if I'm at work, it's no big deal because I'm already working and I'm moving. So there's no real chance for me to get tired. Mm-hmm. But if I'm at home, especially sitting in this luxurious recliner with uh, the world's greatest blanket over me and playing video games or, or watching something, usually at the same time. Mm hmm. I eat some kind of food and probably 20 30 minutes later my wife's like you're falling asleep aren't you I'm like, No I don't, I don't I'm like a big fucking baby I don't want to fall asleep damn it I got video games to play I got shit to do Do you nap? Usually I usually I do and I've found that even okay here's the, here's the weird thing about the naps mm-hmm. If I eat food half an hour roughly half an hour later I get tired I start dozing off there are times where I feel like I was asleep for maybe five minutes, and if I'm snapped awake by something like like her talking to me, or I drop something like my controller, or it hits something hard, or I hear a loud noise. If I am snapped awake, I'm fine. I'm perfect. I'm like I, it's not like oh man, well I guess you're to go back to sleep. I'm like well hell, I'm up now. But <coughs> excuse me. But if I fall asleep, if I just drift off and fall asleep, and then don't get woken up except by my natural self, it's uh, probably 20 minutes to 20 to 40 minutes. It's weird.
1: Hmm. Yeah. uh, Yesterday started playing a game and I got about 20 minutes in and realized that I'd been sitting there not doing anything on the game and had my eyes closed for a bit. So I was like, all right, I guess I'll go take a nap five hours later.
0: (laughs) Oh man. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, it's man, it sucks. Again, I don't, I don't know if it's cause it, it's just a, something that happens when you get older, or if my body is being different when it comes to food. I almost want to say it's like digestion. Like, I don't know. Maybe I don't chew my food enough, and maybe <laughs> when it gets to my stomach, it's like, oh fuck! Now we got to do all the work. I'm gonna take all your energy, and I'm gonna use all your energy to digest this food because you're a fucking mammal that can't <laughs> chew his food right. I don't, I don't fucking know. But it's aggravating because I don't want to sleep that much. I don't like sleeping a lot. I have limited time during the day. I have enough time of the day devoted to work. I don't want to devote more time to sleep than I have to.
1: Yeah, I'm the same way.
0: When I'm off, I want to enjoy my time all the way around. (coughs) I'm so sorry about the coughing. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the end of time. I'm Michael. I'm Chris. Definitely got to throw that shit out early since it was, what, like an hour and a half? <laughs> Even episode. further, I think. Jesus! And I was like, who the fuck are we listening to? Mm-hmm. Nah, you knew. You you knew what you clicked. <laughs> you just didn't know what you signed up for. Chris. Yeah. I imagine, just like me, you had a week. Yeah. Let's get into it. Uh, I guess I can go into mine first. Sure. Since Yeah um let me think let me think let me think a lot of work as usual as far as anything outside of gaming and then D. &D. uh so i i made a note last week that the wife and i were going to go to a fancy Smancy restaurant right uh one where you spend a lot of money i did i spent way more money than i've ever spent on food before (laughs) but let me tell you let me tell you let me tell you something so this is this is my general overview of this restaurant. Um, I mean, I guess it's uh, Ruth Chris is, an, is the name of it sure. for those that yeah. are local and those that want to know. It's it's a it's a very formal uh, hoity toity. I mean, I, this it, it my outside in look and take of this restaurant. But this was a like five star, everybody in three piece suits, like just super formal. You 17 pieces of silverware that you don't know how to fucking use all this stuff um come to find out i don't know the actual rating of it i don't know if it's four or three i didn't look it up i don't get mm-hmm. to but uh it, they definitely wanted you in uh sort of nicer clothes uh no ball caps i'm sure you didn't have to wear button-ups but they were highly expected i guess saw a lot of button-up shirts Saw a lot of very fancy dresses, a lot of polos. Uh, atmosphere very laid back, low, quiet music. The uh, the the staff were all uh, immaculately dressed. There was there we had a a server and somebody there to handle water and somebody to take care of bussing stuff. Uh, lots of people, and I'm I think somebody I'm guessing a manager came to. I saw him go to every table in the area that we were at and ask how the food was and everything. Um so the atmosphere, the restaurant itself, very nice. Uh people are like, "I didn't fucking tune into them. what is this shit? This is a fucking food review?" <laughs> but uh the food itself, I got to say, I'm sure that if I was a well-traveled well, if I was a restaurant uh review type person, if I was a, an actual critic or just somebody who Made it a, a habit of perusing every restaurant in the local area. Maybe I could have found stuff for equal at lesser price. I, I don't know. I didn't do this as a money-saving thing. This was something that me and my wife, I treated my wife to for her birthday. Right. And, <coughs> excuse me again, for the price that we paid, I, I, I can't tell you if it was worth it, quote-unquote, uh, but for us, holy shit, that food was good. Uh, she had steak and a lobster, and I had uh, uh, Chilean sea bass. Uh, I think there was free bread with the, with the food. We had some wine, uh, mixed drinks or two, some stuff. It was very, very good fucking food. Uh, in particular, the lobster tail we had. I don't. I've never had a lobster that good. That was the one thing. They were all good, but that was like, yeah, I'd fucking worth the money we paid. Right um all in all just for a formal fancy dining experience had a good time it was it was nice to go out and like go to a again a fancy schmancy Mm.
1: place do you think you'll do it again
0: oh man i'm telling you we want to so bad (laughs) because that food was fucking good it's expensive like that's probably a once a year place for us sure uh if we if we could find some local place that has the same quality and taste of food for a cheaper price fuck yeah, we'll do it but yeah i I was I did not walk out of that place and go, yeah, that was a waste of money, too expensive, not worth the time, not wor- worth- worth the her and it was damn good, it was good I enjoyed it, had a good time, and the food was fucking great um my car is leaking water, so I'm getting that fixed uh. I bought a, for those that have followed along so far with the podcast, I did buy a new car, uh, back in January and the fucking seal around the windshield is leaking, took it to the dealership and was like, Hey guys, I got leaking water. And they were like, yeah, you sure do. And it's not on you. It's on (laughs) us. We'll take care of the bills. I'm getting that fixed. Nice. Uh, let me think. I'm really trying to think. I haven't watched any movies lately. Um, a couple of movies that are out right now that I was thinking about seeing, but I'm so fucking up in the air about it. Uh, one is Pacific Rim Uprising, I think was the subtitle for it. Chris, have you seen the first Pacific Rim? I have not. Oh, man. I forget you haven't seen anything. I think you're allergic <laughs> to movies uh first Pacific Rim very good very entertaining like a four out of five no problem entertaining all the way around had a good time with it the sequel just from the previews that I seen it seems very fucking watered down as opposed to what the first one was seems very samey in that Transformers movie way of watering shit down blandish I guess you would say I kind of want to keep Pacific Rim tucked away in that nice little memory spot in my mind that it is and don't want to tarnish it with this movie. I may see it somewhere down the line if I acquire it or rent it from Redbox or what the fuck ever, but I really don't think I'm going to go see that in theaters. The other one uh, is Ready Player One. Now, this movie by all rights should be right up my alley. This is what the outsider will say to me because the outsider will see Ready Player One as what it's presented as. This is a movie for nerds. This is a video game themed movie with a shit ton of pop culture nerdy references that you will like. I haven't read Ready Player One. I have the audiobook somewhere. It's on my list of things to, to ingest, but holy shit, especially with fucking Critical Role on my plate right now. Yeah. I, I just don't have time. <laughs> I will get to that book eventually, but I haven't read it. And even that aside, I, always, I find it good that I haven't read something because then I can take a movie for what it is. Uh, this goes for anything, books, especially a video game one. So if I do watch Ready Player One, I won't have reference, which is good for me because I can take it just as the movie but at the same time I want to respect the source material so I'd like to read the audiobook. I don't know which one of those two are going to come first. Honestly, I'm I'm leaning toward the movie's going to come first, but I don't think anytime soon. I've been so on the fence about seeing this movie. I just I just don't know I don't know what to make of it. I f- I feel like I'm not a big augmented reality person yet. I think the idea of augmented reality is cool as fuck. But I'm not totally in the the mindset of I want to have a headset on and just live in a world and not be in the real world. I think that's part of what the movie's about. That and it's, not, it's cool. I, I will totally admit that when I see the commercials for Ready Player One... When I see icons like the Akira motorcycle and Master Chief, and you know, when I I, I could see uh, I see a shit ton of references in there, and I get why the references are there thematically, but I that that doesn't draw me straight to a movie, you right. know, I'm not going. I'm not gonna go see Ready Player One because. I want to know why the Back to the Future car is there. Like, I really don't, like, I like Back to the Future, but not that fucking much. I love Akira, but I'm like, all right, well, is it, are you just sticking a face of something in this movie, or is this, you know, how true are you, to, how serious are you taking it? Uh, I, I don't know, I just, I don't have a shit ton of draw to see this. I was on the verge of seeing it in theaters, but I don't know I've heard middling reviews about it and of course as it is with every book that's turned into a movie don't watch the movie the book was better or blah blah blah. so Mm. that is also a movie that maybe I will get to somewhere down the line I'm not interested in seeing it in the theater right now if my wife wants to go see either one of these two I will go see them but I I'm not chomping at the bit to see them I did see a trailer for a movie today, Chris. I think you need to check it out. I may have linked it on my Facebook page. Maybe I'll link it on the uh, End of Time cast page. But uh, I think the movie's called Upgrade. I've never heard of this movie. This is a this is a random fucking thing that appeared in my personal Facebook feed. And it's rare for me to find shit in that that i that I like, <laughs> oh, yeah, what's this about? Cause half of them are like, "Hey, watch this dog row a boat," or "Hey, like, look, look at this food I'm eating." I saw this half trailer playing and I clicked it, and it's pretty fucking interesting. Um, <coughs> I promise I'll stop coughing, everybody. I promise. Uh, the premise is this: uh, I have to. I've only watched it one time because I kind of I'm, I'm still in that mode where I want to watch something and just let it be. And just get to the movie later. But apparently the guy is I think he gets he gets into a wreck or an accident or something and he's paralyzed or something. And he gets taken to a hospital and a guy approaches him, and say, Hey, we got this technology. If you want to walk again, you can walk again. And it's a chip that inserts into your spine. A la dead space. Think of it that way. And it lets the guy walk. He can he can he can move again. Well, he's in the house, and I think he's getting robbed. I, w- I want to say he he comes home and catches somebody robbing his house. And he's like, what the fuck? And he, he goes to pick up a knife. And apparently this-, this chip has, like, an AI that can talk to you, kind of like Jarvis can in Iron Man. So he goes to pick up a knife, and the AI is like, yeah, I don't think that's a good idea. And he goes to swing at the robber, and the robber fucking lays his ass out. And he's getting cheese on the ground. He's getting choked to death. And he's like, yeah, uh, help He goes, I, I can help you if you let me if you give me 100 percent control of your functions and your body. He's like, permission granted. And the fucking machine takes his body over and beats the ever loving fuck out of this guy, <laughs> like in crazy arm breaking, face smashing, uh, neck twisting mannerisms. And the guy the whole time, the guy is just watching and like, oh, my God, it's, it's pretty cool. Uh, again I think the movie's called upgrade I, I can if I can remember too I'll link a trailer but definitely something to check out it was by I want to say it's by the producer or maybe the same film company that that did get out and a couple other movies so e- even with that the that doesn't matter that was flavor to the flavor to the cake the mm-hmm. the whole hey put a chip in your body and you can do some crazy shit. So it's pretty cool um i'll save critical role for the D section which i know we're gonna get to all right um video games only one i'm still playing monster hunter world still having a good time with it i'm progressing up the ranks i've still been doing my method so to speak i've been doing a lot of fucking uh join games jumping in with people helping them out But I've also, now I'm doing a pretty good balance. I'll do some, I'll jump in some games, and then I'll go and do some of my optional games. Jump in some more games, and I'll go do some of my story ones. I did, um, I'm old enough, I think I'm allowed to, that's no big fucking deal. I did slightly go research something, only, and I, not really spoiled for myself, but I wanted to to know something I had heard that this campaign was short. I heard the game itself was short, mm-hmm. so I went and looked just how many quests deep I was in and how many were left to go. And from what I can tell, I'm about three quarters of the way through the main campaign. If I'm solely going by the monster availability, mm-hmm. uh, I hear there's a shit ton more to do after. There's a lot more monster to kill. Your fucking monster, your your hunter rank can go skyrocketing. I have seen a uh hunter rank 134 i think he was which is that i may be mistaken on that because i thought it capped at 99 but i don't know i did get paired up with a stupidly fucking crazy overlevel person (laughs) which is yeah it's pretty cool it's nice to see the 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 weapon and the number and all that shit uh there is a new game plus to it as well so there's that aspect of it We'll probably be playing it for, for a good while. I'm enjoying it right now. I'm playing it every day when I come home. It's my sink-in game right now. And it will tide me over until God of War gets here. We'll see what happens when God of War does get here. Also, this month, I keep forgetting this, and I'm happy that I forget it. Uh, uh, Avengers Infinity War does come out this month. I'm so fucking excited. Yep. I, do, I do have my tickets purchased. I was the first one of my theater to purchase the tickets. Yeah. Not that that fucking matters. I thought it was cool so, yeah I think aside from d and d and critical role that's pretty much it for my week um if you want to talk about yours or if you want to roll in d and d now and taper the other stuff for the end however you want to do it
1: sure i'll talk about games first because that's not very much uh do mm. the d and d yeah you're uh, a busy man chris my god um <laughs> yeah we'll get into that. So I wrapped up Persona Five. I'm now 100% done, all uh, trophies. You know, and that's all personas in game, etc. I went through up to the point where uh, I got the bad ending based on the choice you could make. Mm -hmm. Um, And I did. I didn't finish playing through because that's where nothing is different Mm -hmm. after that. So there's really no point. So I clocked at. After the credits rolled on that bad ending, 155 hours Nice. for 100% on the game. Um, Not too bad. Uh, once I got really into the uh, persona grind of combining and buying and stuff, I'd go out and you know grind some money, go in, uh, combine some personas, and then I got to the point where I was starting to look up, okay, well, which ones can I use the results Mm -hmm. of or when i was out getting money i you know inevitably accidentally hit a couple of them and get them automatically can they be used instead of what i had on my list um yeah because on my list i just put whatever is cheapest so if i had to buy them all it's okay well now i have this persona can it be used in this so that helped me save a little bit of money uh i ended up with a ton anyway nice Uh, yeah so i can cross it off my list finally
0: Speaking of Persona Five, my phone has went off recently, and it was Joker saying "Doors of Hades." And people <laughs> turn around and looked at me, and I'm like, "Yeah." That's right. <laughs> I'm, and I'm thinking, I'm thinking in my head, like, "Wonder what exactly they're thinking." Mm-hmm. Did they, if if they even heard it, if they heard it correctly, what they think they heard, and I'm like, "Yeah, you tell them, you you summon that Doors of Hades, Joker." All right. I'm so, still waiting for the day that Ryuji's because I have like six or seven from Ryuji, and I'm waiting for the one where he goes, ah, That's going to be super <laughs> fucking loud. I'm like, I don't know. Somebody's hollering about
1: something. So, the other game I played after that, I decided to start up uh, Witcher 3. Oh, nice. So, I started one, started two. And I was like, all right, I'm going to try three, see how I like it, you know, and then decide whether or not I'm going to keep with it or go back and play one of the others first. Mm -hmm. Uh, I didn't get a lot of play time with it. I think Mm -hmm. I have two hours, two and a half hours, something like that. Uh,
0: I have 298 more to go.
1: Yeah, I I got a little annoyed right before I was stopping for the night, too, uh, because I didn't realize that it was going to auto teleport me essentially you know Uh to another area and as soon as it was done i went back to where i was because i wanted to finish the quest i was working on and i failed the quest because the time passed oh no i was like okay i don't like that so that's where i stopped for the night and then yesterday when i picked the game up again i loaded my manual save from you know, an hour prior at that point because I was just relying on auto saves just so I could go complete that quest. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm, I've am i basically gone through the story part of the first area, mm-hmm. uh, which I've got to get caught back up to where I was, but I was actually turning that quest and I went to do the other stuff and that's why I was standing in the middle of a field on uh, Witcher 3 not moving because I was falling asleep. Uh, uh-huh. So I only got about 20 more minutes worth of gameplay yesterday before I took my five-and-a-half-hour nap. Right. Uh, yeah, so I'll probably be picking that back up uh, when I'm not wrecking my brain and going crazy uh,
2: yeah. Yeah.
1: with campaign stuff. Um, that's it for games for me for the week. Uh, okay. The rest of my time was spent with D&D. I've been working on world building uh, encounter building uh, enemy building all that um, mm-hmm. preparing for Tuesday's session we had which is why I took my nap because we were we went for so long
0: yeah. Uh, uh yeah i didn't even realize that until after the fact but i was like yeah well you did say like two hours but yeah man you know it's kind of like recording a podcast man i don't expect dnd sessions to be short Mm -hmm. (laughs) you gotta i use and i'm not putting you up against him but if you use critical role as even like a bake a basic he talks fast And he puts these people through their shit fast. There's many times where you'll see him going, hey, come on, what's your decision? Let's go. Come on, what are you thinking? And those are three-hour fucking sessions. And he is blowing through stuff. So I I don't ever get into ours and go, man, I hope this is like an hour and a half, two hours. I got shit to do. (laughs) If I'm there playing, I'm there for the haul.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to have to watch time uh, better next session because... That was rough, getting up for work. Um, speaking of a Critical Role, I did catch up on uh, – I'm officially caught up on it, period. I finished watching yeah. all of – I'm trying to think of where I was last time. I think I was done with campaign one and start on campaign two. I'm caught up yeah. on campaign two. Nice. Uh, and they're supposed to be doing another episode tonight, but mm-hmm. they don't even start until like – nine pacific or something like that ridiculous yeah so yeah. i'm definitely not going to catch it live uh, yeah but yeah so DD um campaign prep it was funny i was actually a little concerned and it ended up being pretty unfounded after the session uh, about the encounter that you guys had because when i was testing out macros and stuff I rolled three out of five crits. Oh, my God. So I was like, oh, this could be bad for them if this continues. Because that was like the Mm -hmm. night before I was doing some final tests on uh, stuff. Yeah. Uh, And that's that's one of the reasons that I actually had the NPC offer to heal you guys. Because I was like, they have no healing spells. This is going to be rough. Um, Yeah. And... You know, it's funny how, despite all my planning, you know, thinking I was prepared, so many things that were just on the fly. <laughs> um, you were doing your tracking, and you're like, um, I'm going to go around the building. I was like, oh, I guess the building does have four sides, huh? Um, yeah. I expect you to just go in the front door. So, you're like, is there a back door? I was like, sure. I didn't plan for there to be a back door. <laughs> you know, there's just going to be a main area in the office, and... Like, well, the back door wouldn't lead to the office, so now I need this little area off to the side. You know, what's that area for? Blah, blah, blah. Um, Asking what kind of neighborhood it's in. I don't know. Yeah, that was so...
0: (laughs) That was my first, like, what the fuck moment because I had tracked the guy all the way from the the tavern to that church. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if it... Maybe I wasn't paying attention. Maybe it wasn't said. I don't know. But the... One the the uh, rogue was like yeah i'm gonna scamper away into this building and hide and i'm like building i was under the impression that this was kind of like a remote church like not maybe out in the middle of nowhere but like in a forest or maybe like a secluded area mm-hmm. and you were like no we're like kind of in the middle of buildings and, and it, we're basically like a town i was like well fuck if I knew that, I, here I am just walking. I am I imagine my character was walking around this building trying to be all sneaky and stealthy, but there's buildings all around me. I imagine people were like looking like, what the fuck is that guy doing? <coughs> so I was like, well, fuck me running. I guess I'm just now looking for a place to get in.
1: Everybody <laughs> sees me. No big deal. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and that's one of the things where the city doesn't really have a design. It's a small village, so there's not a whole lot to it. Yeah, um, And like when I said that the group went or that you tracked it, you know, north and then to the northeast, uh, to the northeast edge of town, that only came about because of the earlier question about uh, the seedier places. And I was like, yeah, sure. There are some slum type areas to the east. That's right. about as bad as it gets. So when I was like, all right, this, you know, Benton church would be close to the slum. So I guess it's going to be on the northeast side. Yeah. Uh, I was just basing it completely on the earlier conversation.
0: And the details help because that's six, well, actually, seven people that have seven different views of what they're into. Mm-hmm. And
1: you're the only one that knows the reality of it. Yeah. And by no, it means make it up on the spot. Right, right. <laughs> I mean, you don't have to say that, but sure. Yeah. Um, I think it was the whole encounter went very. It was very interesting the way it went. Yeah. Um. Uh-huh. I had expected it to be a little tougher than it was. Um. I don't know if it's just because I'm. It's hard to balance encounters when you have a group this big. That's for sure. Yeah.
0: And um, such low level too.
1: Yeah. So I and when. Uh, Adam had actually run ahead and aggroed those other two guys, I was like, oh, this is bad. Yeah. But then he essentially killed both of them in one turn, or killed one and then wounded the other in the same turn. I was like, okay, so they're worthless at that point. Um, Yeah. Though he was uh, on the next turn before the uh, encounter ended, if the guy had gotten one more turn Adam probably would have gone down yeah because I had actually I actually nerfed him a bit because I was concerned about him being overpowered but I didn't even use my you know reduced power spell because it's a melee range but yeah. when he went in melee range of the guy I was like okay <laughs>
2: he,
1: he, all his talking is about to get him in trouble yeah uh, but that's what bards do man
0: they talk they get, I was uh, looking over some stuff with him today, just looking at the shit that Bard gets. Then mm-hmm. I, 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 this is my fucking console and PC RPG experience, but I never took, uh, Bards as being the charismatic fucking people talkers really until the Witcher three actually. And then I'm reading the shit that Bards do. I'm like, dude, these fucking, these guys can walk into anything at higher levels and just sway shit. They just control people. They're just so charismatic and so whatever. Which I, I mean, I saw cool shit from my character too. Once I actually looked at things that mm-hmm. they that a ranger gets when they increase in level. But uh, yeah, and I mean, I should know that as well from watching Critical Role, because good God, Scanlan gets himself out of some
3: <laughs> shit.
1: He yeah. Uh yeah. I mean. All the players have their, uh, rather all the characters, I guess players is still accurate, but all the characters have their moments in that series. Um, and especially him, he has some very, very interesting moments, uh-huh. uh, especially towards the end, you know, when you're getting up into higher levels, you know, 18 mm-hmm. to 20. I think he finished up at 20. Uh, oh, wow. I think I actually looked at a level breakdown uh, the other day and I think Pike was the lowest at like sixteen, mm-hmm. um, and that's probably because of all her missed sessions where she wasn't, right. you know, there. Uh, yeah, yeah. But they had a fairly large spread from sixteen to twenty, uh, nice. with I think three of them being twenty or two of them being twenty and a couple nineteens or something like that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, at the near the end, those get pretty crazy, and especially because they start multi-classing and doing stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So it's like, all right, you've got the ranger, and then he's going to bust out this ability from this other class.
3: Um, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And
1: one of the things about them not, you know, actually talking about their leveling and stuff, you don't know they're multi-classed until they use something from that class. uh, Right. Or until the placard shows up. They usually don't show the placard until it's uh, revealed, you know, story-wise
0: yeah even some of their skills and shit or their spells too is they they'll just oh and I learned this and they're like when'd you learn that oh you know I was, had some rest time and I read the book and got mm-hmm. it committed to memory cool shit they all play their characters that's what I like I like that they all to 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 a fault they all play their character and act their character that's why looking at the shit that Adam does I look at what Scanlan does I look at the talking and, and the run of the mouth and i'm like man you can get yourself into trouble and i'll be damned if he doesn't pull his ass out of some shit though <laughs> that man scanlon i'm up to for reference i'm up to love i'm actually on 49 right now okay and i think of the 40 30 something battles they've had scanlon has got uh how do you want to do this probably like 10 times it is i'm like you're a fucking bard <laughs> but he he gets them and he plays his shit, and it's it's fucking cool. Yeah, definitely having a good time watching watching the show, watching where it goes. Uh, start it's starting to get a little bit drama heavy here and there. I, I get more interested when the battles come around. Yeah, and but only slightly less interested when it comes time for the talking. Um, I'm also getting to a information uh, saturation kind of uh, which which is okay because matt's there and matt regurgitates shit for you at the beginning of every episode and even with their shit that you forget he brings it back up anyway Hmm. but there are a lot of fucking names and a lot of places and a lot of (laughs) shit going on i'm like i don't remember like i'm i'm having fucking there there are story threads that are not finished and i'm remembering them and i'm like you when are you guys gonna like do something about this thing because this was a very fucking important thing and y'all just kind of let that go. Like, wait, no. is that gonna come back around? Like what and then who the fuck is that person? With? So but it's it the way that they are running the show, both character wise and Matt being the DM, I'm still following along. I get what's going on. It's 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 very entertaining. And today this may, you know what? It may have been the one you sent me as well, but I did watch. I guess is a newer intro video for them. Yeah, uh, it's the one where they're actually in their LARP gear, kind of. Yep. Yeah, that's what oh, I posted. Man, that was that, Oh, that was good. That was real good. Not a lot of special effects. Everybody dressed up like their character,
1: and it captured a lot of the aspects of their personalities too.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh so many funny moments, man. A lot of, a lot of good times, a lot of drama, not like between the people drama, but like mm. the, the drama in the storyline, but so many fucking funny moments. I I'm telling you, I need to get better at jotting some down so I can bring them back up. But, <laughs> uh, fucking, uh, Grog being dumb as a fucking Goliath barbarian should be. And then playing into it and him trying to do stuff like, uh, uh, Vex uh asked him one time, is like uh how many fingers am I holding up? She was holding up ten and he was like uh six. She's like, yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> so she's like, no 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 you can't hold on, let me hold let me she hold up seven. How many hold up? Six. Yeah, that's all right, grog. <laughs> yep. Uh, man. Yeah.
1: Yeah, you know, it's it's all about the characters and stuff. If you look at all the things that are focused around them you know, all the things they're doing. Um, i talked about this a little bit before, but a lot of the things the campaign focuses on are things that their characters are trying to accomplish, you know, yeah, for their... I f- I felt,
0: th- I felt that recently. Like, it seemed like they had a, f- a couple solid arcs to begin with. Uh, spoiler warning for Critical Role, I guess. But right before or around the time when this fucking four uh chroma chroma dragon shit started. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Pers uh uh Keyliff went on her quest and then Percy went on his quest and it seemed like uh Grog was about to start his or is fixing to go into his. But yeah, they're they're all getting not special treatment, but they're all getting their story stuff in as well while the overarching stories are going on too yeah that's that's pretty cool it's really cool
1: yeah that's why i've been you know bugging everybody recently more about getting their background stuff in and you know trying to identify their character goals because sure i have an overarching story in mind but it it gets very grindy in between if it's like oh hey another encounter not related to a story but just something you know that happens um yeah but if you focus on something the characters trying to uh, trying to accomplish then it now has meaning it's not just another random encounter to give a little bit more experience until the the next big guy Um, yeah I mean right now I think you're the only one that I really have a lot of stuff I could do for Mm -hmm. Um, I haven't actually gone through and checked again today I don't think anybody's updated um, since our session
0: yeah. But
1: hopefully, I get it in so I can start building some stuff. Otherwise, it's just going to be all about you.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: hey, you notice whenever, like, whenever it said, whenever you said that uh the person that said something about a hunt, like this thing was related to the hunt, I was like, uh, what's that about? Yeah. I want to know. Is that about me or is that about something else? I was like, all right, just make sure. Because yeah. if I start hearing things around my canon, I'll, I'm going to ask about it.
1: Yeah. And, you know, a little behind the curtains, uh, I didn't even think about that. I just went through and I'm like, all right, this is a you know shut down church. Why is it sh- shut down? All right, well, based on the region, anything that's got a evil vibe to it is going to be run out of town. You know, since the current people have taken power, so I'm going to make it something that's chaotic, evil. I was like, what's something that's not terrible that you'd actually find in a town? You know, it's not like you know we're all worshiping Satan. It's like ah, this guy's kind of a Craphead, you know um yeah, yeah. so i was like eh, i'll pick this one just a random one from the list uh i was like it's near a fishing it's a fishing village it's near woods that makes sense yeah um and then you said that and i was like oh that's a good point <laughs> so now i'm like is that involved is yeah, there something to it um uh who you know, who was worshiping this before. So now I'm going through all this stuff around that random decision I made just to give a identifying marker on the door. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause it's like, okay, well, what kind of church is it? Well, I had to have something. Yeah. Uh, so now that's evolving.
0: And just to, just to let the audience know, so they're not like sitting outside with their fucking arms up. What the fuck are y'all talking about? Uh, Chris and I uh, play D and D he's deeming a campaign. I have a a ranger character in and listen to me, Matt Mercering this shit. Uh, (laughs) So last we left off (laughs) uh, up to this point, the last the last session that we had, we were in a tavern. Guy came in, said, hey, you guys want to check something out? And I went and scouted some tracks. We went to this old abandoned church. We made our way downstairs, fought a bunch of dudes and won the day. And another thing that happened in those encounters, one, I had to mentally go, well, here we go, because I was by something and instead of attacking it, I went straight for the fucking head honcho. (laughs) And I'm like, last time I did this, I did get knocked flat on my ass, but fuck it. I'm a young guy. I'm level one. I don't learn. Apparently I need, I need to learn the hard way. And I ran past him. I ran past him. Got knocked down to three hit points. I was like, don't fucking care. If I can get there, I can finish this. And rolled a fucking great hit. Took care of that. And then when they were fighting the sword, there was a fucking floating sword came came out of a, uh, a chest or a box or something. And I was like, I wonder if, you, I, wonder if I can try to grab that sword. <laughs> I wonder if I can, like, grab that sword and keep it. And maybe I can, like, have it re-enchanted. Maybe that's what maybe chris wants me to do that and somebody hit it and smashed it in half i was like well I'm not fucking well, taking that sword now
1: you weren't the only one thinking about grabbing it <laughs> yeah yeah it was uh, i uh, was
0: totally i was totally having a sweet coden two moment where i was like am i going to get to am i going to get or a sweet coden period moment i was like am i going to i want to have my own star dragon sword right now What's going on <laughs> <laughs> My own fucking talking sentient sword for me, mm-hmm. and then I thought about Grog, and I was like, "Wait a minute, do I? Whoa, maybe I don't want that. Maybe I don't want that at all."
1: <laughs> yeah, it's a bit early for magical weapons. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But it was pretty funny when uh, I think it was Adam tried to grab it, either him or the Goliath. Mm-hmm. I think it was Adam tried to grab it and ended up cutting himself on it instead. That yeah. hit. That oh, yeah. hit could have killed him too. Yeah. Um, he got down to three hit points from that.
0: Yep. And wow. then we fucking leveled up and I rolled double my fucking hit points. Yep. On the first level up roll. You rolled max. <laughs> yep. And that's, that's, that's my luck. I will now be rolling ones and twos from my one from my <laughs> HP. I know it.
1: Yeah. You're now ridiculously higher than everyone else. Um.
0: And still at a 18 strength. Good God.
3: <laughs>
0: uh, well, that's pretty good. It, so. Yeah, very good. It was also cool going through uh on my own and leveling up my own character. Mm-hmm. Uh, thanks for the tip for the reminder about the t- d- the double handed thing. Yeah, but yeah, just I mean it's it's not, and I I don't have a frame of I don't have a comparison for four and three and three point five and all that because I've never played those, and even the ones that I did, I've forgotten all about them. But. As far as like the leveling process seems very fucking simple. You can literally go to your class page and that's all you need. Yep. Um they give you they tell you what you get, they tell you how many of something you get. They tell you here you can go down to the same page and pick something from this list and then add the details and make sure you change modifiers that you have to and using all that in accordance with roll 20 uh which just adds shit up the line for you. Very simple. Very. Yeah. It's just a matter of you picking spells and or or uh, uh, anything, picking things that you have choices from, and molding them around the character that you want to make.
1: Yeah. Level three is really the big uh, decision point for all the classes. Yeah. And that's where you have to go through and read multiple things, and I'll actually have to probably provide some of those because Roll Twenty only shows the free content. Yeah. Um, so you don't have everything that's in the player handbook. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm gonna have to go through and compare those, and you know, list things out.
0: I'm guessing we're far away from from uh, from a beholder, so that's good. <laughs> Which, yeah. okay, when the outside world sees D and D, they usually see a beholder. Like that's usually like the go to standard like reference image for D and D. And I had always known about them. I understood that they were badasses depending on what level it is or what type Uh of Beholder because there's many types, blah, blah, blah. I get it. Beholders are powerful. It wasn't until around episode 46 or so when they fought their second Beholder that I realized how fucking wicked these things are. Like they go three fucking turns in one round and they use multiple eyes and each eye can cast a multitude of things. Yep. Like one eye is stoning a person. Another eye is petrifying, I mean, uh, is fearing another person. Another one is like completely freezing another person. I'm like, oh, Jesus Yeah, there's Christ. petrification
1: as well. Um, yeah. The big one there's- though is the disintegration ray or the death the, yeah. ray. Yeah.
0: Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. And lots of enemies. And even uh i usually during their breaks they play all that the fucking uh what is it, geek and sundry stuff. I usually yeah. skip through that. No offense, Geek and Sundry, but uh it's, it's not Probably really at the my same thing. Time. But I did watch uh one. I don't know if I'm I'm sure he has multiple, but I did watch one where it was it was just Matt giving like some general tips about things. Mm-hmm. And he was uh, talking about, uh, uh, like, uh, battle battle uh, building or something like that, encounter building. It's like, yeah, if you go through, there's a multitude of books, which we know, there's a fuck ton of reference books for D&D things. Yep. Yeah, but if you're building a monster and you have an idea for one that doesn't fit the archetype, just fucking make one up. Make your own parameters. You can have whatever the fuck you want in this game.
1: Yeah, that's why. Like I mentioned, I nerfed that one because it was a, uh, it could one shot anyone basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I nerfed the spell to be still pretty deadly. Uh, yeah, but since it's you know melee range, it's not as bad. Uh, except for for you know people that should be in the front lines with more hit points anyway. Yeah. Uh, but instead of you know just not using that enemy, I was like, I I want to use this enemy. This is you know. This fits the, you know, uh, NPC bad guy I want to have. Everything mm -hmm. else about it was fine. I just need to nerf that one spell some.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, we got another session coming up next week. I'm interested. Uh, Not interested. Of course, I'm interested. Can't Mm -hmm. wait to play. Can't (laughs) wait to try out my new shit. Hopefully, I'll get to use my new shit. If not, I will eventually. That's for sure.
1: Yeah. I mean, I've got the... I've got everything planned up to the next encounter. I'm just kind of trying to figure out what to do from there. That's kind of my sticking point. Because, um, you know, this is kind of the introduction into the bad guys. Uh, yeah. You know, figuring out what they're about, trying to get more information on what they're doing. And I, I basically have the ending of the arc. I just don't have anything in between right now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So I'm like, all right, this is what I wanted to end with. How do we get there? Um, yeah. You know, I've spent a lot of time designing this capital city. Well, I didn't even talk about the map I made. Um, that took me, you know, two or three hours to do. The, little, the Just a the little underground dungeon map? No, 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 no. That was quick. That took me. Oh, the world map. Yeah, the world, the country map. Not even oh, the world map. Oh, that's just like, oh. Yeah, that's just the country you're in. Um, That's gotcha uh if you remember the image that was the background to the game on roll 20 yeah yeah the, the darker blue and green that mm-hmm. was the world map or at least the ah, known world map um, gotcha but i wanted a different i i was filling it in with trees and stuff like the country map has but i didn't like yeah. the overall look mm-hmm. um so i was like all right i want to do this different so i just dropped it in flash traced over it you know did some other stuff and I'm not smart enough to use Photoshop, so I use Flash. Um, <laughs> yeah, me neither. And I'm pretty happy with the result. Yeah. Um, I didn't label anything. It was funny, uh, because one of our players was like, "Oh, I want to go to this place." She had no idea that's where you guys are.
2: <laughs>
1: so I was like, "We'll see." Because I, I mean, I just introduced the name of the end this last episode. Um, and that's just because I wanted to give it a name. Uh, someone had said something that was remotely related to it. And I was like, "Oh yeah, that's the that's the hidden magpie." Now you finally know the end and where you're at. Yeah. Um, still don't know the city name. Still don't know anything about the country. Um, which I probably should have introduced some of it at the start, but we just kind of jumped right into it.
2: Yeah. Um, yeah.
1: So and at some point, uh. A map will probably be bought, and that's when more of the, you know, area stuff will come to light. Yeah. Um, so, yeah.
0: I'm sorry it's taking up uh, your video game time, man. <laughs> it's, it's not good.
1: It's all good. I uh, I was using a bit of my idle work time to, you know, do some of the note-taking and uh, brainstorming things. But now I'm finally, finally after a month actually getting stuff to do. Um, So that time will be drying up and I'll be uh, even more hard-pressed to find time to play games in between all my session planning.
0: Yeah. Yeah, like I said, man, you're a busy man and I don't envy you the work. It's a lot of shit. But so far it's interesting. So far it's fun. We'll see where it goes. Um, Adam did bring up a point uh, not not a bad point. Just something I was, I didn't think of either. The fact that we were all pretty much chaotic neutral. He's like, you know, we're not all good. I'm like, yeah, but the way that I see it, I I don't know the alignment of of Vox Machina. Uh-huh. I I don't know what their character alignments are, but they all work together and they all act. They all the characters act like they're all family. Like they talk they talk to and about each other as if they're family. So. Even if we're all chaotic neutral, that could just mean that, hey, if it doesn't benefit me or my party, I'm not too concerned. Or, you know, we're not going to do something unless we decide to do it together. Yeah. I'm not just going to flat out like, you know, stab my party member. If you do, there's probably a reason why or
3: whatnot.
1: Yeah, it is actually kind of annoying that that's literally everyone's alignment. I'm double checking just to see if I missed one. Um, yeah, but yeah, everybody's, Oh, sorry. The cleric is chaotic. Good. Um, yeah, but yeah, it's, it's And I mean, it's all base be basically because that's the, you know, the type of character they want to play. They want to be able to do things that they want to do right. and not worry about, Oh, is this good or not? You know, it's, yeah. do I want to do this? Okay. I'm going to do it. Um, but we aren't running an evil campaign so right. that's something that you know I mentioned before that if we wanted to run an evil campaign we would start off with one like that um, yeah. so if people get too crazy there will be repercussions
0: yeah so. I, I, I feel that it's I don't, I, I, as an outsider as a newcomer to D&D I just feel like the alignment as far as the party goes I don't think it shouldn't have any effect I mean, if we're all if we all become aligned for whatever reason, we could all have our own motivations behind whatever we do. But over time, natural cause is going to take over. Mm -hmm. There's going to be enough times of you putting us in like after our seventh battle, you know, where I have to go cure wounds on somebody or the cleric pulls somebody out of a pit or the barbarian jumps in front of a fucking de- a death fireball for somebody, it's going to come a point where, like, look, we all stuck together. We've all helped each other out. None of us have been like, oh, well, that arrow was coming right for your forehead. I went for the bag of gold instead. You know, there's going to come a point where uh, we're eventually going to be like, man, we're we're fucking tight. I'll look out for that guy. The Our fucking bard has already saved my ass, hmm. and I've kind of repaid him by giving him an item that we found. But there's going to come times where that's going to happen again somebody's going to help the bard and around and round we go and even if we don't have some centered we are we have all decided we're going to do this thing together there's going to come a time where after enough rallying together we're going to be like you know what we make a pretty good team we should we should pursue some things maybe we can go find some treasure like look at critical role I'm sure that it I've got the idea that they're they have status. They've I mean they've said it several times that they, they're that Vox Machina has status amongst people now. Like mm-hmm. they're known across areas. Yeah. But when you break them down individually, like look at uh look at Vex. She's she's like always out for money. She's always out for gold and stuff. Like when you would think you should not be looting bodies and shit, she's like, I wanna go check stuff out and the other party's like, Uh, we need to get out of here. But yeah. that doesn't drive the party apart, you know. They don't just kick her out or they don't just, oh, I'm gonna go do my own thing. If an enemy popped up, they'd all be they'd all be banding together again.
1: Yeah, there are so. definitely moments where they they get close to alignment shifts and one character yeah. actually has one. Oh, um, really? Before the end of it. Uh, mm. Not to evil, but from, I believe, good to neutral. Mm. Um, because of certain decisions being made uh, yeah. up to that point. And then there was one final decision. It was like, okay, that was a dirtbag move. And yeah. they, they didn't announce it on the thing. I didn't realize that that person actually had a character uh, or a alignment shift until mm. I was watching the... Wrap up at the end of the campaign that they did in between uh, the two campaigns. Wow! They're like, oh yeah, uh, that you know alignment shift was because of X and Y, and you know it was a long time coming, but yeah, it. I mean, it didn't really change anything, but it was a way of letting the player know, yeah, you're uh, you're definitely headed towards the other side of the spectrum uh, if you keep this up. Yeah, yeah.
0: <coughs> excuse me and it is something i've thought about you know again just talking about the character alignments and who we are and unfortunately i was there for a couple of these characters creations and i've heard in passing them say things like "Oh, i'm just going to be a dick character or i could make this character and i'm like yeah but i j-. even if that's the type of character you want to be that's the type of character you want to be i think eventually the party dynamic is going to overrule that I mean, eventually just over experiences, you may jump in here thinking that you're just going to be the guy that's actually stealing from everybody and waiting for the time to backstab somebody. But I don't think that's the type of campaign Chris is going to run. And I don't think I think over time that's just going to be a foregone conclusion. I feel like eventually you would get to a point if you were literally making a backstabbing character where you're literally out to fuck the party over, you're probably going to get fucked yourself. Unless you have a way to get out of it and beat all beat off everybody, which, which at that point, I mean, why would you, I, I don't know. I don't see that in this campaign.
1: Yeah, that's usually something that's established early on between the DM and a player. Yeah. Um, that, hey, you know, or maybe later on, it's like, I'm getting tired of playing my character. You know, I want to play a new yeah. character. Um, yeah maybe we can have this one exit by betraying the group or something, you know, and then yeah. running off. Um, we did have a little bit of a conflict at the end of our session uh, between some characters and that's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, I think it's hard enough to get a group of, you know, chaotic neutral characters to come around some sort of cause because, you know, everyone's concerned about themselves mm-hmm. uh so you know what what's the sticking point sure you know like you said you get that you know uh those individual relationships based on you know saving someone or helping them or you know not screwing them over maybe you know something yeah. like that yeah uh, but as a whole it's going to be very interesting to see what the reason as this group is sticking together yeah. I mean don't
0: get me wrong the the freedom of the D&D uh system as a whole is massively appealing to me. This is this is open world RPG video gaming. It's, that's that's the way that using using my video game knowledge. That's what this is. Complete freedom. Almost sandbox in a way because huh. you can make whatever the fuck you want, provided the, the DM allows it and the rules of, can can follow through with it. But, even saying all that, I'm not a PvP person in video games. I don't want to play a PvP type campaign. Yeah. No. If somebody's acting out of line, my character's not going to be like, alright, well let me take a couple days in my character sheet and figure out ways to thwart your character. <laughs> it's not, look, you, you're either with us or you're against us. <coughs> like, you drew a blade on that guy. You stole money from her. Like I, I, I'm not aligning with you, and I'd rather not party with you. So get in line or get out. And it, I don't know. Play people can play how they want to, but yeah. I'm uh, I'm hoping that people I'm hoping that our party members will be the come around to the lighter side of things. Not, well, and that's that's actually saying it wrong because no, I don't I don't think anybody's on the dark side of anything right now, even even with us having a appar- like shady looking characters like i guess we have a rogue so we have like a thief type character but yeah. i don't i don't take anybody yet as like mm, gotta watch for that guy none of us know each other you know mm-hmm. if you're looking at this game from an from a eagle's eye view looking at these people from on high none of these people know each other so everybody's on kind of a clean slate right now pretty much and everything they're doing is marking for or against themselves and it, as you said, it will be interesting to see if if people are having negative intentions toward other players, uh, when those intentions will be made actions. And then furthermore, will they go away? What will make them go away? Like what, what makes a character goes, I'm going to try to fucking shank everybody here to, yeah, no, you know what? I used to be, used to be a dick. I don't want to do that. Mm -hmm. This party has saved my ass twice and I've gotten fat rich off of them. So fuck yeah.
1: Yeah. And I I think that's probably going to be one of the driving forces behind the group is money. Yeah. Pretty much everybody's there. fine.
2: Fine.
0: You know, you want... Whether you want to have money just because you want to have a treasure or you want to have better armor or maybe you want a fucking castle or whatever. Gold is not a bad thing. It's when there's four chromatic dragons... Tearing your castle to pieces, and your forethought is, I need to get the, I need to get the magic guy to open up a portal so I can shove my treasure through.
3: Mm-hmm. You
0: know, <laughs> which I guess if you can do it and make it roll, that's fine. But yeah. we'll see. We shall see. Yep. I kind of don't want to say like I, I don't know. I have no negative intentions against anybody. Like, uh, I, I. There was something else I noticed when everybody was looting everybody. I wanted to go check the guy. I wanted to find out anything particular I could find about him, and then, and I was done. I'm gonna pull guard duty while you guys pull your shit. Uh-huh. And it was like we need to loot everything possible. And I was like, and then I started think. I started second guessing myself. I was like, wait a minute. Well, I, I do need better weapons down the road, <laughs> so I'm not gonna get that if I don't have money. And I'll just travel back to Vector Spire and uh, ask Lock. I'll just bum Daddy Lock for some money. <laughs> <laughs>
3: So, yeah, I mean, yeah.
1: You guys as a whole have a pretty good payday coming once you get back up, though. Yeah. So, even aside from, you know, what loot may or may not get evenly spread, uh, yeah. your reward at the end is, you know, kind of a way to keep things fairly even.
0: I was like, man, are we already going to start shit with fucking treasure and money and <laughs> gold? And I was like, guys, we all fucking play this. We've all, we were all in this battle together, just... Put the pile in the middle. Split the shit evenly. Let's get back up there. Come on. And it was already with the shenanigans. I was like, yeah, oh, okay. I'm checking the body. I just want to know what the fuck's up with this guy and where this place is. Mm-hmm. After that, I'm good. <coughs> Excuse me. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it was interesting. It was very. It, uh, this one definitely went a little bit better than the first one. The first one was the first one. Of course, that was going to be rough. But the fact that we had a driving goal this time you know something to push us forward Mm -hmm. and then getting to the like the okay chris wants us to figure out how we're gonna handle these situations how are we gonna go after these people what can we see are we aware of what we can and can't see how are we going to act with the terrain with low visibility with having all these people in the same area you know it's it was good it's a, it was a good starter battle encounter area for us to feel some things out. And I know there's more come. This My, my challenge to myself is knowing what the fuck I'm doing with my character. <laughs> because when I went after, especially, well, mainly when I went to go level my character up, I was rereading over things and checking attributes. And I was like, dude, there's like seven other things I could have fucking done. I could have had... Uh, I, there's these other things I didn't even fucking pay attention to that I could have added to it, but that's okay. I've leveled up. I've got new attributes. I've kind of committed to memory what they do, so maybe next encounter I'll be... Like, uh just a, a, one just one example. My favorite terrain was grassland. Did, did we not travel over grassland to go from the tavern to the church?
1: Uh, technically, it's an urban
0: environment. Oh, okay. Well... Okay. Well, I, but see, the fact that I didn't even think to ask that—that—that's also what I meant. Like, I—I I should have asked that. Maybe I had favored terrain because if I did, that tracking for me would have been way easier. But it was okay. I made the tracking work anyway, dude. I was making all my rolls for yeah. things too. You nailed wasn't? all your rolls. None of them could have been any better. I was like, dude, this is not. I don't like blowing my luck this fucking early. Holy <laughs> shit! But and then I capped the night off with doubling my HP. So cool cool beans
1: and that's huge
0: yeah yeah uh are you prepared for the next week yet or it's still some still work in progress i mean
1: i've i've got the next encounter um and i don't know if there should be something in between Mm -hmm. um or not i'm a little concerned that it'll be kind of short if that's the only encounter uh, Mm um But, like I said, I don't have anything planned for after that encounter yet, Uh, so I've got to decide. That's kind of the turning point, you know, is there more for you guys to do in this city or is there going to be a driving force to get you elsewhere?
0: It's also the fact that there's six players you're working with, so they may make their own thing to do, you know? like not saying this is what you're doing but if we're going back up top and then we immediately get into another fight that's one thing but if we go back up top and then we go we have a choice we could go deliver the heads to the guy or (laughs) however the fuck we're doing this but then the party could be like wait a minute before we do that let's go back to the tavern and talk about how we're going to do this because maybe the bard wants to talk about how we can swindle more money out of this or maybe the rogues want to talk about a way that we can get in there and just steal the money like Who knows? And you're like, I actually, if you guys would have take four steps to the left out of that fucking church, we were in a fight. You know, you (laughs) you never know because people are
1: going to do their thing. Mm. (coughs) Yeah, I do hope that um, when you guys do go back to a tavern that we get more of the, you know, inner party stuff. Yeah. Dialogue and talking and all that kind of. Mm -hmm. uh, Because I think there's kind of an opportunity um, because you, uh and i have to go back and retcon this but you actually shouldn't have been able to read that it wasn't supposed to be abyssal it was supposed to be infernal um oh so i'm gonna have to go back and update that and let everybody know uh yeah i was like
0: are you playing to my character chris no abyssal abyssal's pretty fucking out there random for a language and it so happens that that's what this is
1: yeah it was actually supposed to be infernal and there is a reason for that um so it not being that um, isn't a big deal at this point but mm-hmm. it certainly would be um, it wouldn't align with things later on yeah I'll say that yeah um, I, I
0: not talking about my character but me as a person I would like for us to go whenever back to the tavern and have some more interpersonal talk mm-hmm. but again f- talking from my character's point of view we're still all a bunch of nobodies to each other i mean even if we took this mission and went to get some gold when we get back to the tavern it's more like hey we were all involved in this one thing there has to be something or some things that are making all of our heads turn that are affecting all of us simultaneously and driving us all to be together that is when they're going to start talking because right now i'm going to go back to that place get my money hey guys it was fun i'm going back to the tavern i'm going to go sleep with my gold Mm-hmm. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. Yep. I'm I'm in the party dynamic mode though. I I'm interested. I can't wait. Good. Well, uh, D and D Critical Role. I was, uh, there was man. There have been a lot. There have been a lot of fucking laugh out loud moments, uh, with this uh, campaign in Critical Role. Uh, another note, another noteworthy one was uh, Scanlon finding that paint, finding a painter and having <laughs> him paint that making a huge fucking gigantic picture of him yeah. on a horseback with fucking Pike holding on in the back. It's just, <laughs> I was laughing the whole time here because he inspired the artist to go above and beyond. And he's like, as you're talking, you can just see the artist getting lost in thought and just <laughs> waving his hands about and drawing in the air. And just he just mentally paints this large, just sweeping landscape that you did not tell him about. And he's just he's just going off on his own and being hyper creative. And I was like, yep,
1: that's a bard. <laughs> what? Uh, and it's
0: it's fucking Scanlan, too. So he's a fucking riot, man.
1: Yeah. What uh? what episode did you say you're on?
0: I am on 49 right now. Okay. Yeah. I'm interested to see how this uh how this arc, this campaign right now is going to play out because they they just got shit on pretty bad with these fucking chroma uh dragons coming in. Oh, yes. I mean, one dragon alone. See that see this is where I don't know uh, I think it was you that was telling me how they went back and ran it, it it runs through their campaign before they started recording. There was something actually, no, you didn't tell me that. I saw it on my own. One of their, uh, one of their um, interstitiaries was that they played a uh intermissions. What the fuck am I using words <laughs> wrong? One of their intermissions in one of the episodes was uh, a artist and, got together with all the voice act got together with all the critical role people and made like a really quick rundown like slideshow of everything that happened up to yeah. the point when they started recording. And apparently they have taken down a dragon before. Mm-hmm. But but see even that, I mean a dragon is powerful fucking regardless. Yeah, there are also there are levels of dragons. There yeah. are types of dragons. And yeah, they've fought one before, but this is four of them, and they seem fuck off hard dragons. They've actually fought two. Oh, well see yeah. So I I'm gauging the intensity and the threat level of what every time that they face a a monster, I, I, I'm keeping note of how not so much how easily, but how difficult the 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 encounter has been for them. Like uh they they fought a beholder before this one. But mm-hmm. this one seemed a little bit more powerful. And even though yeah. it seemed like it, it seemed like Matt used more of the beholder's abilities in the second fight. Maybe that was like some feedback he got from people, or I, I'd have to go back and like actually watch the first beholder fight. But this one was it was gonna fuck them up, but it didn't because it kept losing its roles. Like it was throwing petrification spells out, and it would miss its roll. I'm thinking, dude, that person's destroyed. That person's petrified. That person's feared. If and The only thing is saving your asses right now are these rolls. This was like a 30-minute fight that should have been about an hour and a half with probably a couple deaths and, and unconscious people in it. But the luck of the dice, man. The was, luck of the dice.
1: Was that second when you are talking about the one down... Uh, in the water area. Yeah. 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 I think that one also, um, it also had to do with its cone and stuff. Yeah. Because its cone negates its eyes. Mm
3: -hmm. So
1: it can't target people. So it was limited on stuff like that. Um, Yeah. There were some good roles in there that helped that as well. Mm -hmm. Um, But I mean, really at that point, aside from, you know, like, petrification, that's huge. If they get stoned, then they're stoned. Uh yep. But they made a lot of good saves. Uh, the environment worked out for them overall. Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, so... A lot of mm. angles and uh, stuff.
0: Yeah. It gives me... As, again, somebody who hasn't played it enough in my youth to get everything... And not being around enough people on my own personal life to get everything down. I, it, it teaches you a lot just by watching. I mean, you, you see that you have shit at your disposal. And mm-hmm. you just fucking tell the GM what you want to do. And if it's completely out of the, out of the whack, the GM will tactfully tell you, hey, you can't do that. But if you want to try it, try it. Mm-hmm. It's not just for people walking through a cave. Oh, they find a wolf and the wolf engages slash 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 vac- the victory won. There's terrain to use. There's 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 vision to take into account. There's distance that you can move all this stuff. That was another thing for for this last session. For me, I'm like, man, I can only move 30 feet. I have to expend my action to move 60 and I'm like, 30 feet, here we go. And it's like you moved almost nothing.
3: <laughs> oh, no.
0: Oh, God. Everybody's up there having fun. And I'm, hold on. Fucking grandpa's making his way up there. The guy with 18 strength is, is making his way slowly to the battlefield
1: as he steps over all the dead
0: bodies on on his way there.
1: Yeah, that's something that, you know, as a group will need to be coordinated better. Because, yeah, you got stuck kind of behind. Mm-hmm. Um but at the same time, maybe if you were out there, you would have been the one to get commanded to right. run away. So. I, 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 man, when
0: Adam said, I put this disguise on and I'm going up ahead, I was like, yes, this is <laughs> the this, this shit I'm talking about right here. This is when you do shit in a fight that goes outside of what you think it's going to do. I love it. I love using your character type. And the environment and other shit, as opposed to all right, you four walk into an area, you see a monster, you fight the monster, you win. Mm-hmm.
3: You know,
1: yeah. No, I was I was rolling uh, very poorly for the NPCs there too. Um, yeah. With the stealth, a uh, couple people had some pretty bad stealth rolls, like twelve and something like that. But on yeah. the perception for the NPCs, I was rolling like three and <laughs> six. I was like okay yeah you yep you're good yep, yep.
0: <laughs> not bad for level one characters i must say yeah i don't think yeah nobody nobody uh nobody passed out it was close
1: there are three it characters that were one hit from going down yep yep
0: and i was one of them because <laughs> i'm a fucking cowboy and i can't learn
1: but yeah. oh well yeah let me it would have been interesting too because uh Nobody had any healing spells left, so you would have had to just stabilize and basically carry them out.
0: Yep. but now I do. I was so happy when I saw uh, that rangers can start getting magic at level 2. This is something I should have already known if I had paid attention to the fucking ranger class sheet when I, I was mean, reading it. I mean, I mentioned it. it too. I know, and you meant, <laughs> trust me, I know. I was so... I've been so intent on me not being able to use magic the way that a Witcher can that I just kind of blew it out of my mind. Like this is going to be, this is going to be some final fantasy one bullshit where the fighter can use magic, but it's like level 30 before you can. And by that point it doesn't even matter. And then I looked at the sheet and it's like level two spell casting. I was like,
1: Oh yeah, here we go. Here we go. Yeah, Um, I I totally, you know, we, I have some ideas for getting you more, you know, towards your Witcher character. Mm-hmm. Um, but I made a joke about it earlier, but I don't want it to be all about your character. You know, there's six yeah. of you. Yeah. So while I have these great ideas for your character, I'm really, 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 really want other people to give me more stuff to work with. So I can yeah. be like, all right, here's your, you know, here's Jowie's uh, thing that came up. You know, you can either do that, focus on the main plot or, you know, the bard has something going on. You know, you could yeah. resolve any of these three things. What do you want to do? You know, what yeah. is the group going to make a decision to do it all together or are people going to go their separate ways? You know, what's what's going to Chris, happen? You got to use
0: it. You have to use a cattle prod, okay? You just have to you got to tase these guys and tell them to get their shit
1: wrote down. I mean, maybe it should just be all about you forbidden and when they're like, "Well, I want something cool." Be like, "Well, you finish your bio. You know, it's been 6 weeks and I still don't know, you know, whether or not, I don't know. Yeah. What are you doing? Yeah.
0: But I'm enjoying it, having fun. Can't wait. We'll see how. We'll see where it goes. I, uh, when I kill my first dragon, I will be taking teeth and making something <laughs> out of it. I can tell you that right now. That's a good um, milestone. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Uh, we're running a little bit early for topics, but that's fine. Uh, where have you, have you heard any news or anything lately that's caught your eye? Um, Uh,
1: was there anything? Uh, I saw something earlier about the Spyro remaster. Oh, yeah. Uh, has a release date of like September or something like that. Uh Uh-huh. Um, so as a little further off than I thought it was going to be. Because yeah. we already heard rumors about it. Um, they just hadn't formally announced it. So it's kind of disappointing that's that far out. But at the same time, yeah. I don't yeah. think enough people really care about it that it's a big deal.
0: What is a big deal, uh, bad and good, is I haven't really been hearing too many great things about Far Cry 5. Which. Eh, it's not a huge deal to me because I haven't even played four yet, but mm-hmm. eh, I feel I, I, this is something that I've I've discovered about myself recently is I, I'm getting to the I'm getting to the habit now where I'm kind of keeping things where they are. Uh, like when I talked about Pacific Rim earlier, I've watched Pacific Rim five, ten different times. I enjoy it. It's good popcorn uh, robots versus monsters. Fun beat em up movie. I like it but until something comes out a sequel or a prequel or something that I f- feel will do it justice I kind of don't want to I don't I don't want anything else just leave that right where it is have fond memories of that and let it be as opposed to it being tarnished and I'm treating a lot of video games like that too uh I've played Far Cry 3 I've only played through it uh let me make sure as I'm Rolodexing my memory. Yeah, I only played through (laughs) Far Cry 3 one time, but that's okay because I don't, it was a good, it was a good experience. I had a good time with it. It was solid entertainment, enjoyed it all the way through, but nothing about four that I saw in the trailers really stuck out to me. When I first saw the trailers, uh, the, it it kind of sucks because Vaz being the antagonist that he was, it's like you got a you got a you got a pedestal to reach when you when you put another character. And actually, Far Cry Three had three antagonists, not just one. So when I look at Far Cry Four and I look at the character they were putting up against him, uh, I'm trying to figure out, I'm trying to trying to say what I really mean. I'm not saying it right when. <laughs> When you play Far Cry 3, you're gonna get a you're gonna get a character with Voz. You're gonna get a level of intensity. you're gonna get a level of uh, danger. you're gonna get a level of of just just fear about this character because of the way that his character is is made and played out. When I saw uh, Vos is menacing. He means to be, and he is menacing. And even if he doesn't, like, go overboard with it, you get the intensity from that character. When I saw the trailers for Far Cry 4, it felt more like they were trying to make that character intimidating and intense, and it wasn't hitting. It's a mixture of, I've already got that character from Vaz, and also, you're trying to just go overboard. Like you're just trying to be another boss and you can't. I'm sorry. With Far Cry 5, I haven't seen any main antagonists, which I thought was very good. You know, the idea is the fucking the cultist church like people that are running amok. But. Maybe that fell short for me because I'm like well now you don't even have an antagonist that I see and I'm sure there is I'm sure there's one or probably maybe even multiple uh large antagonists in Far Cry 5 but with me not being enticed enough to play 4 and now hearing middling reviews about 5 I kind of just retract all the way back to 3 and just wrap my arms around it and go it's okay I'm just (laughs) I'm just gonna keep you I'm just gonna keep you right here and be totally fine with you just the way you are. Don't mm-hmm. I don't need to worry about the other ones. Uh, if I had ten friends that were fucking screaming at me every day, you have got to play Far Cry 5, that would be different. Mostly what I'm hearing from trusted sources is, meh,
1: it's a playthrough.
3: Yeah,
0: yeah I think that's pretty much all I've seen
1: as well as. yeah, I'm playing it. Right. Okay.
0: Uh... I'm going to ask this for probably the seventh time in this podcast, and I'm not going to remember the answer this time either, so deal with it, Chris. Do you right. own a Switch? Yeah. You do.
1: I mean, okay. you know that because I played uh, uh, Odyssey and uh, the XCOM Mario Rabbits thing.
0: Yeah. I'm, I'm living in the shoes of our audience. It's everybody's okay. first time. Sure. <laughs> but um, I'm looking... At the library of the Switch right now, mm-hmm. and I could squeeze five games out of that library that I want to play. Uh, of co- and and I'm even cheating by using uh, Breath of the Wild, mm-hmm. even though I've already played that on a Wii. I'm still going to say that that is a purchasable reason, that is a purchase worthy reason for the Switch. Like I would totally be fine with you saying I went out and bought a switch just to get the Zelda game Mario Mario Odyssey again. I, it was it was still good for, four four of five for me good enough and I, I, I still prefer Galaxy and all that. But I, that is also I, I that is a desirable game for the switch Um, after that I'm really having kind of a eh, time trying to find other games and now I'm looking at the library of upcoming games that are coming out, at least the ones that are known to be coming out for the Switch. Starting to see kind of a dry well here. Um I know Metroid's coming. I know mm-hmm. that. We would all love to have uh a new Star Fox game, but I don't think there's been anything official on that end yet. No, of I don't course think so. there is. Yeah. Uh, of course, there is a Smash Brothers game coming, which hmm. that's great. But I'm not the world's biggest Smash fan. I would just buy it just to support shit, I guess. But not seeing a fuckload of games on the Switch that I want, and it's not immediate. That's fine because I've never and and still not the guy that wants the hottest, newest have to have. Hmm. It's more like I'm I'm hoping that in the next year or two my switch library is gonna be about ten games and not just two. Take yeah. one.
1: I mean I I think that's kind of what it's gonna be. I mean I kind of mm. felt that way about the Wii U as well. Mm-hmm. Um and the Switch shouldn't be like that. The hardware yeah. is, you know, awesome. It's you know yeah. a great step as far as that goes but gotta have some more games. Um, I don't care about Splatoon. I don't care about Skyrim being on it. You know, stuff like this. Yeah. Uh, And let let me
0: just say before I scare people away from the Switch, that's not my intention. That's not my meaning. And I'm definitely not saying it's a bad console. The other part to my statement is that there are many games that are being ported to the Switch. So a lot of great games are being able to be played in a very highly mobile form and that's great the problem is most of those games i've already played or i you know like i have on steam or another console already mm-hmm. so uh, a, a good example is skyrim it's gonna i've never played skyrim if i had any interest in playing skyrim i would play it but i don't know if i'd buy it for the switch i'd probably just get it for this for my pc because yeah. There's 10 billion fucking mods and all, and of course I just have it on my PC. There's not a strong enough desire for me. I'm I'm still in that mind frame. This is me, just for me me personally, where portability is not the biggest thing for me. Portability is not the biggest draw for me. So it's great that all of these great titles are being ported to the Switch to make them be able to be, be played on the go. That's great. But... Like eighty percent of those games, I I already I've already played, or I have on another console. Don't want to buy it again.
1: Yeah, I wonder if they're when just I, banking on that. You know, replaying games on the go, or you yeah. know, off the uh, virtual console library. Yeah,
0: I think they are, man. Because every other week, I'm seeing more games that are like blah blah announced for the Switch, and I'm like, yeah, that's that's a that's a port over. It's great hmm. that it's getting upscaled a little bit, and it's getting uh it's getting put on a console that's highly mobile but that's not what draws me i'm in nintendo's court for nintendo games uh they have had a new kirby game a new kirby game come out i've heard good things about that i've heard good things about it yeah uh so there's hope on the horizon but just right now I guess it's affecting me right now because I'm at a place where I actually have a little bit of money and can go buy some games. Mm-hmm. When I go look at the library for the Switch games, I'm like, man, I could probably... There's two guaranteed on here I want to buy, and then maybe three more that I'm like, yeah, why not? There isn't like... Ten, and plus, I mean, the console's, what, a year old? Roughly a year old, so...
1: Uh, I don't know, something like that.
0: We'll see. We'll see as time goes. It's just, it's just This is more of a a heart pleading Nintendo come on man come on start start pumping them out start knocking these fucking balls out of the court I'll also say that I I have no problem with the 3ds being pushed the way it's being pushed I I don't mind I never wanted to see the Nintendo stop making games that's that's the stupid ass kid me so if they want to keep making games for the switch I mean for the for the 3ds that's fine I'm I'm totally cool with that, until I see it become a, becoming a problem where it's it's being a it, it is causing a severe detriment to the switch release mm-hmm. or switch games being released. I have no problem. Make make whatever you want. The 3ds is a good it's a good fucking handheld console. Do do what you want to do, but if I was to see say Star Fox alpha on the 3ds but not on the switch i'm like all right hold on now what (laughs) what the fuck are you guys doing come on yeah i have hopes for it but i have um, i have no problem in it right now my switch is in my house and there's one game in it and that's mario odyssey it would be two but i've already played breath of the wild (laughs) i i'm interested in playing hyrule warriors i might get that when it comes out
1: but I I think I played one. No, I didn't play that one. I played a different game. Never mind.
0: Yeah. yeah, I've played it on the I played the the Wii version, Wii U version. I think it's the Wii version. Mm-hmm. Either way, yeah. I'm I mean, I'm slightly interested in that, but it's just a spoiled me complaining <laughs> about a console <laughs> being out for a little over a year, and I and I don't have fifty games to play. Mm-hmm. It's fine. I just take my toys and go elsewhere.
1: So I found I was looking through Kotaku for you know any articles that stuck out at me or jumped out mm-hmm. at me, mm-hmm. and they have this big picture. Um, uh, it's the two numbers from Steam. It's the number of games on Steam, which is twenty one thousand four hundred and six. That's a huge number of games. Yeah. Um, but the number released. Just in 2017, is almost 7,700. Jesus. So God. over a third of all games on Steam were released last year.
0: Wow. That's that's scary.
3: Yeah.
1: <laughs> now I'm sure a large chunk of that are the uh, basically spam games. Yeah. The achievement spamming games for trading cards and stuff like that that's a whole economy behind that yeah Um, but it's still pretty large
0: yeah you know the last time we had a shit ton of games come out at one time uh, the entire video game industry crashed (laughs) but I don't see that happening not right now speaking of shit that happened in the 80s Chris yeah yeah Unless you have any more news. Nope. Or unless you have any well actuallys. No. Yeah, neither do I. Especially when we talked about D&D. Everything was factual. <laughs> Come at us, number crunchers. Uh, Chris, let's get into a fight today. Let's fight. Yeah, that's me and you. We're going to fight about... Uh, the fight. No, i was just kidding. We're not going to fight. We're going to talk about uh, today's topic, which is... So, we we have a couple running series here on the podcast. One is where we go back through every video game year and we just review the year itself and talk about what we consider highlights, uh, specifically game topics. Another one, which we just started, we're going to have the second episode of it soon, is us together, Chris and I both, coming to a consensus on what we decide to be uh the video game of the year for a particular year this is not this is not necessarily a uh running series it can't be because well 2000 <laughs> uh, the the teens are not even over yet so yeah we got about like 3 going on with this one it's this just an idea i had kicking around uh i've thought about uh if you, if you if you think back to times years in gaming history where like Holy fuck yes! This was an awesome year for games. Uh, true enough, 2017 so far is pretty much in the running for that for the for the de- for this decade because holy shit, there were a shit ton of great games last year. Like a a plethora of great games. Uh, there are a lot of 90s games that uh, a lot of 90s years that can be argued that too. I think uh, 90 93 through like 98 somewhere in there. We we'll, we we'll, we'll get to that decade. Yeah. But the idea for this topic is in a very loose sense just just trying our trying our best what what we decide, we will look through a decade and we will decide what we think is the best year in that decade. Uh this year we we picked the 80s, so that's the year 1980. To 1989 the actual 80s same thing with the 90s same thing with odds. um a lot can go into this uh we don't really just like most of our other topics we didn't have like a set in stone uh make or break rule set hardware can be included in this games can be included into it gaming at moments uh something being released whatever It's just what year that we thought of this decade was, like, the year for that decade. Um, I will say, and I'm sure this is going to be the same for you, it was a little bit difficult for me doing this year because, like, I was in the baby, baby phases of gaming during this decade. I was not hyper aware of all the gaming going on around me. Gaming was happening around me as as a person like titles may have been released and hardware may have been released and all these great things may have happened in news in video game news of history. But I didn't know that this is the time in my life where I like I had an Atari and a Nintendo and I was scraping by to get what games I could get or play or borrow or trade. Uh, I wasn't just vigilant like I am now of like just keeping everything in check. So when I went back to these years, which we've already done, you can check out some of our previous episodes to check out our, uh, games of the, uh, the, 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 the games that came out in these years. Um, a lot of it was like, just kind of like it was when we reviewed the year. It's like, man, that came out that year. Holy shit. And again, not having a, a really strict set of rules, just going by what I've, I, I have to kind of. I had a kind of feel for what I felt was the best year for this decade. Maybe in the nineties, maybe in the aughts as well, I could probably do a better job because I have I was around then and shit impacted me more. Mm-hmm. But just looking at some notes I have here, just a random example. Uh Metroid came out in eighty six. I didn't fucking know that. I I'm I'm sure sometime in 88 89 I played Zelda fi- uh, Metroid finally but that's a fucking stellar that's a stellar game that is a hallmark staple game franchise from Nintendo that re- was released you know I, I wasn't aware I didn't know I wasn't I wasn't privy to all that um so the way that we're doing this uh Chris and I talked it over and instead of it being a strict end-of-time cast, vote for the best year of the decade. We're going to pick our own individual. And hey, if they align, cool. We just we just thought the same. But this is not something that we're going to sit here and debate over, him and I. If anything, we're gonna just going to talk about the years and determine what we think individually is the best year. Uh, we don't know. Like him and I both kind of talked about some of the years that we think would be the picks of the decade, but I don't know what he picked and he don't know what I picked, so we're going to see where it goes. Um, An interesting year, uh, a tragic kind of year for the gaming industry as a whole because the fucking video game crash happened in 1983, so, and I really don't have a lot of knowledge of stuff before 85-ish. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got to think eighty five somewhere, but somewhere around eighty eighty five, eighty six is when I got my Atari, and I had played some random games here and there. So, shit that happened in seventy nine, I don't fucking know. I didn't know that there was a fucking video game crash of eighty three. I was, I was one year old.
3: <laughs>
1: and I was negative time, four.
0: Yeah. So by the time that I even started actually getting into games and playing them randomly, that shit had already passed. Mm -hmm. The NES came out in fucking 1985. So. A year or two later, I had my first like Atari and Nintendo. But and again, being a young, uh, a very a kid at the time, it was just like, whatever, I'll just take it. Nobody came to me and was like, hey, did you know this fucking shit was down the hole like four years ago? Mm-hmm. Like, the gaming was wiped out. We don't even talk about it anymore. Now it's all back in the limelight, thanks to Nintendo. Having said that, I will totally admit, Chris, immediately, I was actually building research right off the bat to make 1985 my my year because that's the year that Nintendo was released. And... I, I wanted to pick that. I, want, I started researching around 85 immediately hmm. because this console was released, was designed, promoted, released. It was all built around the concept of Nintendo as a company saying, we're going to bring this shit back. We're going to bring gaming back to where it belongs. Gaming is not dead. We're going to put... I, I still draw parallels to the fucking Wii their mentality was we want to put nintendos in homes we don't we have the nintendo entertainment system it's not the video game box it's not the (laughs) odyssey it's the nintendo entertainment center folks you don't realize that when you see when you saw commercials about a decade ago just throwing out a random fucking loose number when you saw commercials of fucking grandma and grandpa playing on the wii and they're playing the fucking Wii Tennis, and you see Uncle Joe Bob playing golf, and you saw that that Mr. Greg, your neighbor, playing the fucking baseball game, and you're like, oh, they're just marketing the fucking Wii to anybody. Anybody can play. Let's casualize. They were doing that when the fucking Nintendo was released. The Nintendo was designed to have a fucking zapper to come with it so your grandma could shoot fucking ducks and Duck Hunt. This is not something new for them. They did this back in 1985. The idea was appeal to the masses. They didn't look at people that had the Atari 2600 or the Amiga or the Apple II or whatever fucking gaming thing you had and said, we want this to be for them. Gamers come back. Gaming is back. No, they said, hey, world video games are still a thing video games are still fun and we're going to put this into your home and this is going to be a home entertainment system for you. The fucking Famicom family family computer was designed for your family. It was designed to be a mass appeal. So on that note alone I immediately ran in 1985. And it was cool. Chris 1985 was a cool year but then I looked at all the games that came out in 1985 and I said oh this is not the <laughs> game we, this is not the year of the decade uh the NES did sell 34 million units in the USA 19.35 million units in in Japan and that is great that's a fuck ton of consoles back then and appealing to a mass market and literally putting fucking shockers to the video game industry as a whole and going boom clear come back to life it's great but games Gaming didn't pick up its stride immediately. It wasn't <laughs> until some years later that shit started picking up. And that's when I started researching other years and going back to even our old episodes and going back to old years and just looking at what was released. And I think I've narrowed down... I think I've narrowed down my my game of the... my year of the decade. It's actually a fight between a couple years, to tell you the truth, because the years around this one are are pretty thick as well. But... Yeah. Um... I guess the way, you know, we'll start off the way that you put it earlier. What what
1: did you pick for your top three years? So my top three years are 85, 86, and 87. All right. Um, right. I'm
0: going to be a little shit because <laughs> okay. I actually didn't pick much around 85 and 88. I picked just 86 and 87. Okay. Um I found quite a few games, of course, Super Mario Brothers being a noteworthy one in eighty five. But yeah. for me this was a this was a blooming year for the Nintendo. It wasn't a fucking slam release with fifty games and it's all well actually none of these were I, I didn't find fifty games in any of these. No. I'm sure I'm, arguments could be made, but
1: Yeah, I mean I, I mainly made a note of it because of Super Mario Brothers. Um, right. Just because of it being such an iconic core game, you know, in the history of video games. Yeah. It didn't
0: feel right not having it. Precisely. And, and it is. Uh, matter of fact, when it was, uh, so Super Mario Brothers came out in 85, mm-hmm. The Legend of Zelda came out in 86. Yep. No fucking fault to the Zelda franchise at all. And not talking shit about Zelda at all. And even with Breath of the Wild coming out as a recent and blowing even more just great favored winds across the Zelda landscape, Zelda is not Mario. Mm -hmm. Mario is motherfucking known. Mario is equal to Sonic and known. Mario is an icon of the whole entire industry. People associate Mario with video gaming, period. Yep. Uh, Zelda is a good is a huge icon it is yes it is a staple of the of the industry I would I'd make strong arguments that it is not the icon that that Mario is in Nintendo's world yes in the video game world yes the world as a whole doesn't hold it holds a huge candle not the same candle Mario holds Nintendo did a fantastic job and ha- well it has done and is still doing a fantastic job of video game to Mario acknowledgement. You know, you see video you hear video games, you you think of fucking Mario, you think of Sonic. Even even with Sonic being what it is today. But yeah. yeah. So just the fact of it and the NES being released in 85 that that that, that that there's such power in that mm-hmm. but I just didn't feel there was enough there for 85 uh as far as 88 hey Madden came out in 88 so <laughs> there's that I ju- I noticed a trend uh this is gonna be interesting whenever we get into the next decade I'll have more facts around it next decade but the same year that was great for this decade, was great for the year that I picked as well. Ah, fuck it. I picked 86 and 87. I stopped at 87. 87 is the year that I landed on. But I'm not just going to talk about 87. I want to talk about 85 and 86 as well, just to talk about, you know, just to give the light where the light belongs. Okay. Probably not going to be saying a lot that you folks haven't already heard, because again, this is the main, the majority of what I picked was the video games of that year. Uh... It's great whatever year the Super Nintendo was released, but I remember Final Fantasy 6 far more than I remember the release of the Super Nintendo, if that may, if that makes any sense. You know, I I know that uh, the Super Nintendo is a great, the year that it was released was probably very great, but uh, Chrono Trigger to me was a bigger deal than the release of the Super Nintendo. Mm-hmm. That sounds kind of counterproductive, but... <laughs> when you look at the games of the year, the reason why last year was so good in video games, the reason why 2017 was such a great year in games is because there was game after, game after game after game after game after game after game. Holy shit, there is a library of great games to play. Not, oh, the PlayStation 4 was released full stop. You know, And it wasn't. I know that. I'm just saying. That's the point that I'm making. Yeah. Uh, I did look at the hardware released in some of these years, and a lot of it was interesting. Uh, again most notably being the NES release in 85 but when I was picking my year of the decade even though it was supposed to be for gaming as a whole I just I picked the game that had the most holy shit fuck yes standout games and with the 80s being what they were that was kind of hard for me because I Again, I didn't have the largest experience in the world with games. By the time that I really bulked up on my personal NES library, Nintendo was far done. Like way done. Uh the damn it, I wanna say the the Genesis. The Genesis, the SNES... think those came out in I think those came out in the nineties.
1: Uh no, the uh, Genesis the... was 86. Oh, shit. The SNES was 91 North America. Okay. I'm sorry, Genesis so was not 89. The Master System was 86, sorry.
0: Okay, yeah. well there we go. I was like, Genesis wait a minute. Was I, I damn sure didn't see Sonic the Hedgehog in 86. I would have <laughs> wrote that fucker down. Um, so... Tell me some notable things about 1985, Chris that stuck out to you that that made you put it up on the in your top 3.
1: Sure. So really, like I said, uh Super Mario Brothers was <laughs> the main reason uh I put it up there. Yeah. Uh, one other notable game that I put on there as a note for that year was uh Gradius. Oh yes. Cuz that's the start of a uh long series. Mm-hmm. um that was pretty much it you know I, I was just trying to pick three yeah um obviously this is the uh third out of those three
0: yeah yeah completely understandable and I mean that that really says a lot for it that's I know it sounds like counter it sounds like I'm contradicting myself okay you say you picked games but you didn't pick hardware because the hardware doesn't matter I picked Nintendo's year because Again, the video game industry as, an, as a whole, video games done, video games over, fuck that. Well, that was a fucking industry that blew up and went away. That happened in 1983. Two years later, Nintendo as a company said, nah, we're bringing that shit back. Like, we're, that, this, this is not done. And they did. They breathed life in this whole entire thing and made made such a big, such a spectacle about it.
1: You know, I I was just thinking, because of the timing, because the NES was actually released in 83 in Japan. It was North America 85. I wonder if Nintendo's, to this day, stance on limiting games on their platform stems from that crash. Because the crash occurred because of all the garbage games that were released, you know, just the flood uh maybe that's why they've had this mentality and they've shut out third parties for so long
3: mhm
0: another thing that I was uh debating on I was having such a hard time with this internal debate I never I never came to a decision was when I'm de- when I'm debating this year of the decade am I talking Japanese or English release because mm-hmm. this was a time in the 80s and maybe even before then the 70s i don't know where games got released together or the same game got released but we're talking years apart Mm -hmm. like you would see games released in one year like march of one year but not released on the uh, same console until fucking october two years later it's crazy today thankfully uh for good or for worse we are in an age now where shit is back to the old school age of being released together roughly together and of course there's i mean there's stipulations to that look at monster hunter world the pc release isn't for another few months but that's usually
1: by platform not by region right right
0: so I, I honestly didn't. I mean, it it, it got kind of rough. The only one I really had a trouble that that I really had trouble with was Zelda because that was released in Japan in eighty six. It didn't get released to the NES. I mean, uh, yeah, the NES until eighty seven.
1: But okay, yeah. See, I put on eighty six because I yeah. went off the Japanese release or whatever yeah. was first. I should say.
0: Yeah, and I I did too. I just made a note that. You know, it's, and I mean, you can use Super Mario Brothers as an example. Uh, the, uh, okay, well then let's look this up real quick. When was Super Mario Brothers' first release? Was it released on the Famicom back in 83? Or was it released 80, on the NES?
1: 85. 83 was Mario Brothers.
0: Yeah. Uh, Super
1: okay. Mario Brothers was 85 for the Famicom, and then... Uh, North America in '85 and Europe in '87. Gotcha. So North America was gotcha. on track. I think it was like months apart. Right, uh, right. But Europe got hosed on a lot of these early games. Yeah. For well over a year.
0: But you can definitely look at Super Mario Brothers and see a difference to where the market does it does kind of play into it. Uh, Super Mario Brothers made forty forty point twenty four million total units and i think i had a note i had it split i think i've scratched it off uh but look again using the nes as, a, as an example releasing the 80, in 85 famicom was already out in 83 but the nes sold 34 millions in the u.s 19.34 million japan maybe the reason why i didn't sell enough in japan because the famicom was already out maybe who knows uh some notable series numbers in here. Contra came out in eighty seven, Final Fantasy came out yep. in eighty seven, Super Mario Bros. eighty five. I'm just rambling off some notes that I had down real quick. Um I have Castlevania uh, for eighty six. Might and
1: Magic.
0: Yeah. yeah, see I've got yeah, I've got Castlevania that it was in Japan in eighty six, mm-hmm. but in America in eighty seven. Yeah. And I mean, again, it does play a part because the gaming industry crashed all around in America. I, I don't know. I'd have to do my own personal research and find out how, if the video game crash ever happened in Japan was, like, was it a worldwide crash? Or was it a North America crash? I think I've actually heard it referred to a couple times as the North American crash. The North American video game crash of 83.
1: Uh, but... The, the wiki article for actually says also known as the Atari Shock in Japan.
0: Yeah. So I think Indeed. it was
1: primarily in North America, but it impacted everywhere, somewhat right. at least.
0: So, No. no no Use your best judgment. Again, we, we, this is kind of a loose list. We're not playing by strict. This is, we're playing D&D rules <laughs> with this list. We didn't have a set. Like when we do our video game of the year, We kind of have a rule set we're following. We kind of have a sort of a guideline we're going by. With this one, it's just a general, this is a feel-good list. This is more of a, you know what, that year, that was the year. If Chris picked 85 and I picked 90, I mean, uh, if I picked 90, I'd be fucking wrong. (laughs) But if I picked 88, it doesn't, it's it's not that big of a deal. Uh, This is not a combined list. In any event. Let's talk about 1986. Let's talk about why 1986 was a year to be acknowledged in the the as a year of the decade. I point the mic at Chris.
1: Yeah, um, <laughs> sorry, I was clicking to reopen one of the tabs I just closed. Uh, gotcha. Because I had mentioned that Castlevania, but that was actually it was. Japan 86, North America 87, and Europe 88. Yep. Um, so I think most of my games I have down for 86 are actually 87. <laughs> um, but I, Castlevania, you know, that's a huge series. Um, yes. Zelda, which you also already pointed out, you know, Japan 86, uh, North America 87, mm-hmm. uh, Might and Magic. Let me do a quick check because that's even – I mentioned that last time. It's kind of a niche audience, but that was the first year or the year of the first one. Um, Wow, that actually was North America first. That was North America 86, Japan 1990. Wow. Interesting. Um, See what I mean? (laughs) So, yeah, that's hmm. Um, Dragon Quest. Which I'm pretty sure that's gonna be one that's uh Japan first. Yeah, because, because Dragon
0: Quest was Japan. We got Dragon Warrior.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so it was uh Wow, it didn't come to America until eighty nine.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: That was a bit of a push.
0: But uh, I, I put it in eighty six because again, I just couldn't I couldn't decide, man. I just tried <laughs> to make notes of what came out when and I mean we both have our markets. If we're talking about video games as a whole, mm-hmm. maybe me and for me and you it'd be better to concentrate on North America release because that's what impacted us. Yeah. If we're talking about our specific our what we considered it to be, because I don't know what came out in Japan in, in eighty eight. It, it didn't affect me. That's not saying that, that didn't it didn't matter. I'm saying it had no impact on me. The games yeah. that came out last year in 2017, there were they were pretty much released around the same time in the same regions, and everybody got a feel for that. So I would feel more comfortable feeling that collectively that would, 17 was a good year this decade.
1: I mean, this is really more for me than you, though. It's for both of us. In the yeah. 80s, it didn't really matter when it came out because, at least for me, I didn't play them until the 90s exactly. so
0: exactly.
1: whether it was 86 or 88 <laughs> doesn't really matter because I played it in 95 or whatever right. you know because I was I was born in 87 so yeah um,
0: this the spirit of this list was made with when you look in the 90s there are clear years in the 90s that were like this fucking year holy shit. There's 40 fucking must-play games that came out this year. Now, the next year, there was 52. Oh, my God, that's the banner year. It's kind of what I'm getting at with this. Uh-huh. And I agree. I'm the same way. It's I'm sure they were released, but I didn't have magazines to read. I didn't have forums to to read. I didn't have a network of friends to talk with. I didn't have, you know, 40 fucking YouTube channels to watch reviews and get opinions on. I was anywhere from five to fucking 10 years old or five to 15 ish playing fucking video games that would just I, if I could play it, I could play it. If, if it was around, I could play it. Cool. Just please let me play something. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm not but fact-checking
0: yeah um so the games that i wrote down for 86 Mm -hmm. uh, a lot a lot of pillars in here a a couple pillars but a lot of them are also uh something else that i did not do for this list i didn't go back and look at like actual sales Mm -hmm. so i kind of played them more like a popularity kind of what was known to be good or what I yeah. considered people and thought were good. I think
1: that's fair because even if a game didn't sell well, it may have been the first in a series that just absolutely blew up, right. you know? So even though, sure, that individual game didn't have high sales, it's still worth mentioning because that's where it all started. Right. And this is probably a
0: topic for you and I to discuss someday. I'm telling you this as you right now are opening up the uh, End of Time podcast spreadsheet and jotting down a new topic idea. <laughs> uh do do sales necessarily mean a great game that is such a weird topic to discuss because i mean a game can sell a shit ton but a game being good is subjective and you're either in or out of the loop when a game sells 70 million copies and you're the guy saying look i'm sorry i didn't like it you know, I'm sorry. Near Automata was so fucking popular and praised from on high. I didn't think it was the most horrible thing in the world. I'm just saying I didn't like it. Hmm. You know, but it sold this many. I, I I bet it did. Um, play player player on those battlegrounds is, is a recent example. Holy fucking hell! Did that game blow through the roof, Chris? On all levels. I have n- little no interest in playing it. Nope. Yep. You know. Now that's interesting playing it though. There's no telling what'll happen when I actually get the game in my hands. Just saying, I don't know. That's a discussion for another day. But in this list, I did not go back and all and tally up sales to the thing to, to add the this was more like a again being a feel good list, just searching searching my feelings, deciding what I thought topic uh games that were that were good for the topic that were good for like yeah this is highly popular well known heard about it often and especially if i heard it in that young of an age you know yeah um metroid definitely being one of them that is a nintendo pillar no doubt uh released in 86 can't go wrong with it definitely one of the main main uh powerhouse franchises of nintendo Legend of Zelda, everything I just said about Metroid, but a little bit more. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm waiting for the day where Metro- I, think, I think Metroid kind of had its uh, Breath of the Wild moment back in the day when Metroid Prime came out hmm. because it was definitely a step outside of the known Metroid genre. Definitely a step outside of the known Metroid arena. Uh, but it I don't think it captured as much as as Breath of the Wild did. Now that could be because Breath of the Wild's fresh on my mind. I I'll, I'll have to go back and fact check and see what the sales are like, and then you got to do it to you know the daters released and adjust for inflation of population. I guess I don't know. We'll 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 see. I'll, I know from my from my uh, opinion, Metroid Prime when it came out was definitely a holy. Buck, yes, this is the direction needed to go, and that's that's the same thing I felt when I played Breath of the Wild. So def, definitely, two two dragons of the same color. I have no fucking idea what that meant, but I just said it. Come <laughs> at me, bro. I'm thinking I said that because Dragon Quest is the next on my list. I'm reading hmm. ahead of my own list, but yes, Dragon Quest. Uh, Final Fantasy didn't come out till the next year in '87. Right. So the big drag and i mean this is a this is something i didn't realize until probably in the in the in the aughts of my life was that you know we got final fantasy over here they got dragon quest over there it's we think final fantasy is the rpg they think the dragon quest was and now i know the same thing now about shin megami there are a lot of fucking rpg genres or a lot of rpg franchises that are like big to do's mm-hmm. uh, dragon quest is the bomb diggity in japan so mentioning it in 1986 uh, i can see that i can respect that i didn't play dragon quest i played dragon warrior which as chris said was released in 2074 so <laughs> it was way after the fact um i put adventure island i put hudson's adventure island I don't in retrospect, I don't think that's a huge hit for the NES. I know Adventure Island is known, but I don't know if it's it didn't come out. I don't think Hudson's Adventure Island came out and blew people's socks off. Mm-hmm. like I'm pretty sure Metroid did for many reasons. Uh, Arkanoid this one was uh, the arcade Arkanoid I went yeah. to, I found the, the first one the one that started the whole Arkanoid franchise uh, stuff came out in 86 mm-hmm. cool beans definitely showing some arcade love there which is good because now uh, yeah, arcades are part of it <laughs> a lot <laughs> of these games got ported from the arcade uh, Kid Icarus put that one in there not a super high known Super high popular Nintendo franchise, but definitely is one. I think they try to revitalize it a little bit uh, yeah. a couple years ago with the Kid Icarus Uprising, mm-hmm. but, I mean, all in all total, Chris, Kid Icarus has, what, like three, maybe four games. You know, Zelda has like 15, 70-something it has games.
1: three. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm looking at this timeline. 1986. 1991,
0: 2012. Yeah, but hey, <laughs> you know, he's at Pips and fucking uh, Smash Brothers, so Nintendo shows him love. Mm-hmm. It's good, good enough for me. And then we've got uh, Chris's favorite newest movie, Rampage, that came out in 1986. <laughs> Chris, tell me how uh, how did it feel to uh, meet Dwayne the Rock Johnson in 1986? <laughs> I didn't even see that
1: one on the list when I was going through. <laughs> um, I actually played uh, Rampage first on sixty four. Oh yeah, with Rampage two Universal Tour. Uh-huh. Uh huh. So I I've never played the original. But it's I in think the movie. this is.
0: Yeah, I think this was an arcade version for eighty six. Yes. And I never played the arcade version. I think my first one was the NES version. But yeah, the fact that uh, this fucker's known enough that it got a movie released in fucking 2017 or 18, whenever the fucking shit that came out. But really, that's about where my list ended. I saw a few more notables in there, a few more. Uh, I could put that on there, but that's about really all I got. Um... 1987 though, I got a few more. Yeah, and I know, I know for a fact you're gonna say I'm being biased. But you know,
1: I actually when I first started making my list, I was like, all right, let me go look up this year because I know it's gonna be one that he picks.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, so 85, not- it's notable because it it revitalized this 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 hobby that I have to the mm-hmm. populace. That's good. That's great. Eighty-six, the next year after, starting to pick up pace. Had a few good, a, a few good ones come out. Started, started some pillars. Eighty-seven for me. That was my pick. After my internal debate, I picked sure. eighty-seven. And the games that I picked for this year, I picked, uh, I picked Castlevania, which apparently that is cheating because it did come out in 80, 85 first. but. I actually played uh, Metroidvania. I almost (laughs) said I played Metroidvania in 86. I did. Uh, I played Castlevania. I want to say probably maybe 88, 89-ish. And, of course, I didn't play the Japanese version. Duh, I played the English version. And Mm -hmm. I knew the North American release. And I knew it was a great game. I enjoyed it. And it was, again, another staple industry of the gaming industry as a whole. Uh, Next, it came out in 87. Final Fantasy. Huge, folks. Humongous pillar in the gaming world. Uh, And this also has personal memory to me because this was the first, like, real RPG that I ever bought on my own uh you can check back to a previous episode where we talked about uh memories of old games and this is me picking between fucking terminator 2 and final fantasy 1 holy shit i'm glad i picked final (laughs) fantasy and i did not know what i had in my hands with final fantasy i did not know back then that this was going to be what it is today i mean that for the good and for the bad but yeah, come on, man. Final Fantasy, franchise, video yep. games. Holy shit. Fuck yes. Mega hit. M- well known. Well known in the gaming world. And then a little game came out called Mega Man. Alright, so my list is <laughs> done, Chris. This is a good episode, brother. Man, I'm glad we came together and talked about this. No, nah, I'm just kidding. Uh Mega Man being released in eighty seven is great. That's awesome. But you have to remember, Chris, I didn't play Mega Man 1 until, God, probably 97. Mm -hmm. It was way later in my life where I ever played it. I had played Mega Man 3 and 2 and mainly 4 long before I ever played Mega Man 1. So me putting Mega Man on here is more like a nod to... That yeah, this was the start of that franchise. Yeah. Uh I have Metal Gear on here. Which Oh,
1: I didn't even see that one.
0: Man, I don't know what to say about Metal Gear. I I actually I think I have played in my lifetime, I've played Metal Gear One for a total of maybe fifteen minutes. <laughs> This was one of those random games that I think Arca uh, uh, Jughead had brought to a family gathering of his, and I got to play it for a little bit. Uh, don't remember all the memes that popped up about uh, Metal Gear after the fact, like the 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 fucking dog slept here or whatever the fuck that one is, and all, all the shit that you knew that you know about the NES um, Metal Gear, I knew nothing about i i had to catch up on all this shit well into my 20s and 30s in life but this is the year that metal gear one was released again the year of a stellar fucking franchise starting now that also doesn't necessarily make the year good it has to. it's it's also about the games itself in those years being like oh shit these are the popular ones I don't know how popular Metal Gear was back in the day, man. I didn't <laughs> I didn't play it. Um just going off the history of what Metal Gear is. That's why I put it on this list. Yeah. Fantasy Star. Put that on here because while the NES and later the NES would revel in their RPG uh history and all the great RPGs that would come out on the on the Nintendo side. This was the this was Sega side. Yeah, they had RPG stuff too. Arguably, maybe not as good. That's up to that's up to people's opinion. But something else that I did not know about this until I looked it up: Fantasy Star started and released the. I'm sorry, let me say that correctly. Fantasy Star, the franchise, started with the first game that was released in 1987. Female protagonist, that was pretty cool. Hmm. All. All the hubbaloo that was made about Metroid having a female protagonist. Oh, fuck, Chris. Spoilers. Did I just do that? (laughs) Shit. I'm sorry, everyone, that I spoiled that the 1986 video game Metroid, you're actually playing a girl the whole time. 1987 had a fucking RPG. The protagonist was female. What do you know? We've been having lead female roles for a long time. Good to know. It's good to know that the gaming is not as sexist as people make it out to be. Uh, Bonnet Commando, another good franchise. Not again. Not up there. Not, not, a not huge way up there. Though, yeah, but good. This is another jughead game that I remember <laughs> a lot. I remember that this is the this is the game that was being played the day that he got the uh, his the Nintendo RF cable and power core cut into with a knife. Mm-hmm. To my fucking horror, you can go back and <laughs> listen to one of our episodes about uh, Memory Lane to uh, pick up on that one. Hey, Double Dragon came out in 87, Chris. Double Dragon. Again. Uh, I probably put that a little bit above Bionic Commando because I yeah. did have quite a few Double Dragon games. It was also an arcade hit. And I think this was the arcade release as well. So, hey, beat 'em ups are getting getting hot. It's good to know. Double Dragon came out, cool. Punch Out. Punch Out came out this year. Uh punch out has seen a lot of love over the years super super punch out was fucking awesome uh the Wii punch out was just as good had a lot a lot of love given to it so yeah that came out this year uh street fighter now this is the funny thing the original street fighter came out in arcades in 1987 nobody fucking talks about street fighter do they chris everybody talks about street fighter 2 yeah. It's almost like nobody knows about the arcade life before Street Fighter 2. I as a as a kid and young teenager in the 80s and the 90s didn't know anything about Street Fighter the original. And this now this could be this is all subjective. This could be completely with the with the friends I had and the lifestyle that you know not having a lot of money, not having a lot of access to things rarely like arcades for me were a a rare thing almost like a treat level of rare Mm -hmm. so i I didn't have this this alleyway full of arcade bars i could go to so if there were cities if you lived in a city where street fighter 1 was a thing and you knew about it cool for you i didn't know that street fighter like was actually a big a, a big thing until close to graduating high school I used to hear rumors about the game that came out before Street Fighter 2. Like, did you know it wasn't called Street Fighter? It was called Fighting Street. And it was like <laughs> crazy shit, man. But, yeah, the the start of the whole Street Fighter fighting game arm of the of the uh, fighting game franchises came out in 1987. It's good to know. And lastly, uh, I hesitated to put this on the list, but apparently it did sell... So a good amount of units and got, it's actually got like 75 to 80% scores across the board. Average. I put Zelda two on here. Um, <laughs> Zelda one came out in 86. I think that's the one that counts, but it's, it's Zelda two came out in 87 and a departure from the, from, from what you knew and it's got kind of okay, pretty good reviews. So there's that. Um,
1: what do you think about 1987, Chris? I mean, you nailed all the ones I were, I was going to mention, it and then some. <laughs> um, I had Contra, Mega Man, and Final Fantasy as my big three. Um, oh, did I not put Contra on here? Did that come out in '87? Yeah. Oh my! Did you not? God. I thought you mentioned it. Did you not? Um,
0: no, I didn't. I mentioned uh, Bonnet Commando. That's about the closest I okay. got to it. I mentioned Metal Gear, but no. no. Okay. Yeah, there's another one. Jesus, yeah. I fucking missed right over that.
1: Yeah, and if going based on the North America release dates, which it's fun, you keep talking about that, but you kind of bounce back and forth. Because yeah. um, Zelda Two was 88 for North America. Um, yeah. Final Fantasy was 90. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But yeah, 87 as a whole, it just even just for North America, was solid. Um, yeah. It's tricky. Yeah. It's tricky,
0: and maybe when, um, maybe when the '90s roll around, it'll be a little bit easier. Games mm-hmm. kind of got a little closer to their releases, and felt like it was. I feel like I could look in the '90s and definitely pinpoint a few years. It seems like the '90s are going to be more of a debate for me uh, internally yeah. because, good God. <laughs> We're already gonna have enough debates as it is with the games of the with the game of the years for those years. But uh was there any other ones? You said Contra. Any other ones on the list that uh that or your personal list that I didn't mention?
1: Not for eighty seven, no. Yeah. Um
0: yeah, I loosely looked at eighty eight, eighty nine. Uh I I I gave eighty through 82 uh uh, uh 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 it's due diligence that's mm-hmm. about as much as i want to give to them because <laughs> I, I i don't know i don't even know what gaming was like in the early 80s and the 70s i had an atari 2600 but man i could i couldn't tell you i, I could look at a game i could look at lists of games which we have actually they came out those years but it's not like it's not even like fifteen twenty long for me. Like, yes, this was a game I was happy it came out. This was awesome. Yeah, yeah, that was barely this decade. It's only it's not until next decade. Next decade, yeah, shit ton of games.
1: Yeah, early on, uh, some that I made note of is uh, Pac Man was in eighty. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. Space Invaders mm-hmm. two, mm-hmm. Uh, Missile Command. Those are all three classics. Oh yeah, um, eighty-one uh, Galaga and Frogger, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. one game that I was actually thinking the other day about looking to see when it came out um, is one called Kicks. It's Q um, I X. It's like think I remember that game. It was a Game Boy game, and it's yeah. sort of it's sort of like a Snake game except you're making boxes uh, to either close in or avoid. Uh, or to fill in the board, avoiding these little glowy things that went around. Mm-hmm. Um, that was another Game Boy game that I spent a lot of time on.
0: Uh, I'm looking this game up right now because I swear I can recall the the cover for it. It was QIX.
1: Yeah. Yep, I had it. So um. Game
0: Boy. Yep. Yeah, I'm just I'm looking it up because I I recognize that. Yeah, yeah, I remember this cover. Mm-hmm. It was the fucking diamond with yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Um, 82, the only game I made a note of was Miss Pac-Man, um, just because that was another one of the major Pac-Man games. There's like 80 of them. Yeah. Uh, But there are a few that really stand out, like Miss Pac-Man and the original.
0: And I mean, as much as, as much as I made the case for Mario being a worldwide phenomenon, video Mm -hmm. game equals Mario icon, you cannot deny the same for Pac-Man. Yeah. That was the classic
1: arcade game.
0: Right. Right. I mean... That's another, that's another part of the, the, it's not even a trifecto. it's just something you can immediately <laughs> associate. Somebody says, quick, video games, what do you think? And they go, oh, uh, Mario, Pac-Man, Sonic, uh, Odin." no, you don't say that shit. <laughs> fucking Master Chief. That. Yeah, Master yeah. Chief, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, um, 84, the only thing I noted was Tetris.
0: Yeah, which in that year, with, you know, gaming being what it was, that's... That's
1: pretty phenomenal. Yeah. Um, and 88 was basically what I, I'm i kind of looking at my list, kind of dubbing the year of sequels. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. Mega Man 2, Super mm-hmm. Mario Brothers 2 and 3. Yep. Uh, Final Fantasy 2, and then uh, Altered Beast. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Good hits in there. No doubt. There yeah. are hits in there. But I feel like there was just more of games i don't know i'll say
1: 87 yeah i can agree with that
0: you know another thing i can do to add to this uh was looking over again cheating and looking up wikipedia articles but just looking over the years uh as a whole like we've already done but mainly for gaming all the way around even hardware uh there's uh let me see let me see some stuff that come out Oh, man, in August of 85, the first, the final issue of Electronic Games magazine is published.
1: Really? GM? 85? Yes, but see,
0: that's not Electronic no. Gaming Monthly, though. It's uh, Electronic Games. Yeah.
1: Okay, so rebranding type thing or uh, different thing, whatever. Yeah. Okay.
0: Couple game, couple game companies came out in '85. Were uh, Bethesda being one of them? <laughs> Holy shit! Uh, CinemaWare, Codemasters, Square Company because they weren't SquareSoft yet. Uh, Titus and Westwood Studio Studios. You know, when I think of Westwood Studios, I immediately think of Command and Conquer: Red Alert. I always think of that. Now I'm gonna have to. Look. Look that up and make sure I'm not a fucking liar. Uh just looking through the list of shit that happened in these years is kind of interesting just a just a trip back to memory lane. We've kind of already went through the we've already went through some of the games we even cared about, but yeah, Chris mentioned uh Gradius. Uh Commando came out that year, Space Harrier, oh boy. But that's not Is that? Yeah, that's Space Harrier. No shit. That came out in 85. It's a known, it's a known game. Uh, consoles, you got Super Mario Brothers released in for the Nintendo, which eventually sold forty million copies, making it the best-selling video game of all time, till two thousand eight. <laughs> and then in October they released Duck Hunt for the Famicom. Um, what hardware it came out eighty-five? The nothing really, Space Hero arcade. Came out that year. Uh, 86. 86. The Commodore releases Mindwalker. I don't know why I read that. Uh, Nintendo releases Legend of Zelda. Designed by Shigeru Miyamoto. Nice. SNK coming out with Akari Warriors. Dragon Quest. Super Mario Brothers. The Lost Levels. I love how even to this day. When I read articles for Super Mario Brothers. The Lost Levels. They always make mention, yeah, this was released in Japan only because uh, shit was too hard for your fucking North American fucks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, it's it's like known. It's It used to be like kind of tongue in cheek. Like, yeah, no, it's known now. No, they flat out said we're not going to release that game over here because Americans will cry.
1: <laughs> yeah, you know, I actually didn't realize that the Atari Eight Hundred came out after the NES. Yeah. I thought that was before. Mm-hmm
0: the whole and again the whole that the second generation of consoles man are so up in the air with me. I didn't realize probably until my late teens, maybe even 20s that there were so I mean this makes sense now because of the, the crash happening, hmm. but the fact that there were so fucking many second generation consoles, so many like random sporadic companies making all these game consoles just yeah. blew my mind. I, I knew I had an Atari 2600, so I knew of that. Back in the day, I had heard of the Amiga, and I have heard of the Coleco Vision, but that was it. But you pull up the second generation of consoles, period, and just look at it's just a fucking, it's a smorgasbord of fucking crazy, weird companies. Yeah. And yeah, Westwood Studios, Command and Conquer Red Alert. Just making sure my mind wasn't too <laughs> crappy. Uh, let's see what else I can just graze over real quick. In '96, Nintendo released Metroid. We said that Adventure Island. Sega releases Outrun, racing game. Don't know nothing about it. Uh, hardware. Apple releases the final computer in the Apple II line. Uh, I remember at my elementary school them having Apple II computers, and that was like the closest I could ever get to playing video games in in the school. <laughs> <laughs> Even but then there was all
1: oh, the educational games.
0: Right, right, man, they, man, what's the, what's the fucking, they should have had Oregon Trail on the Apple II, That'd be, that would have been good. Yeah,
1: I didn't get to play that until, uh, what was that, was that middle school, and uh, uh, I was in Gifted, and the computer in there, we had it. I didn't
0: even know about Oregon Trail until my late late 20s. Wow. Didn't you know what the fuck? Yeah, I know. And everybody around me was like you didn't play this in school or you didn't play this. And I was like, "No, I never even heard of this before."
1: That's unusual for me to have played something before you back then. Hey, man, I'm telling you it happens. It can happen.
0: Atari 2600, I'm sorry, a 20 Atari 7800 release in 86. Yeah. Sega Master Con Sega Master System home release, the twin Famicom business new companies acclaim majesco ubisoft bethesda softworks and trade west uh magic i magic went defunct never even heard of that (laughs) so 87 we've already listed most of those games uh hardware uh master system released in europa Commodore, low cost Omega 500. I don't even know. I, again, I had heard that name, but have never nope. Nobody that I can remember being at their house or f- hanging out with friends or whatever had these other consoles. It's like the only thing in my vision was the 2600. That's how that's how narrow my vision was back in the day. Uh, yeah. Namco develops the Namco System One. I don't see any business stuff in here, so unfortunately. But yeah. I I'm sorry ladies and gentlemen this was kind of a sporadic bounce around idealist but it, it, this this year again just to save as much face as I can for me and Chris. This was not my hot 2 year or this wasn't my hot 2 decade. This was the baby stages and baby steps of my life in the gaming world. I just yep. I didn't have enough around me to we we are overwhelmed today with a with a massive influx of media ingestion of news and release dates and trailers and all that. You've got so many videos, video channels and video streams to you to see something new coming. There's so many uh, magazine publications. Uh, video games are far, they're just increasingly more popular than they've ever been. So word of mouth is out there. Uh, you have so many more gaming stores around you. It seems just seems today that when you have lots of games coming out, it's, it's, it's known. It's also, I'm 36 now and not fucking eight years old. So A little bit rough for me to make one. I think the next time we do this, when we do it for the 90s, it's going to be a little it's definitely going to be more challenging. Yeah, Uh, I I recently ran through. I don't know if you've done this on your own, Chris, but I recently ran through just some of the lists of the 90s, uh, kind of in like a very, very early prep for our upcoming game of the year episodes. Holy shit, man. I've said I've said a lot. I know I keep rubbing this in. I hope it's as impactful for you folks out there that it was for me reading it. But I'm telling you, there's a lot of there are a lot of '90s years where it's like, oh my god, how did we deal with all these games? Shit, how did you deal with it last year, Chris? <laughs> <laughs> uh so I feel good. What? Uh, I'm sorry, Chris. What year did you pick, by the way? I can agree with
1: '87. 87 sounds um, good. I was originally going to say 86, but I missed some of the ones in 87. And with how many of those were actually in a 87, you know, even though we yeah. kind of have a mix at this point, yeah. I can agree. 87 was the big year. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, you know, what? just for this year, we'll see how the next couple of decades roll around. I'm going to go ahead and put the end uh, of time cast stamp on this one End of time cast as a whole says that 1987 was the best decade of the 80s for best as far as gaming decade. goes. <laughs> best year of the decade, yeah. Best decade of the millennia, there we go. <laughs> That's a, sadly, Chris, it's probably an episode we're never going to get to do because I don't think I'm going to be living. <laughs> until... Oh, man. I don't know. Who knows what fucking medical technology they, they're going to have at that time.
1: You'll uh, be on your sixth body. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: I don't know, man. I don't know if I'm ready for all that. I don't know if I want to do all that. I, I I used to think the coolest thing to do was the whole freeze your body in cryostasis mm-hmm. and then just be released like 100 years later. I always think that'd be pretty cool. Be, talk about a fucking culture shock, though.
1: Yeah.
3: That's
0: a, Yeah. That sounds like a tangent episode right there. Like, What do you do 100 <laughs> years from now when you wake up? For one, I look for my wife and go, I hope y'all froze her ass, too. I don't want to <laughs> fucking... you will fucking bring me back here by myself? Are you fucking kidding mm-hmm. me? Don't tell me you froze my rabbits. That's just fucking... You froze my <laughs> fucking rabbits, but you didn't freeze my wife? She didn't want to. I don't give a fuck what she wanted. I'm stuck here now. What am I supposed to do? I don't even know you people. Well, you we found your great-great-great-great-great-great-great-grandson. Do you play video games? What's a video game? And I punched the fuck out of that kid. <laughs> I punched my child in the future. Yeah. I'll do it. That is something, you know, just to end tonight on on a tangent topic, Chris. You you're you're experiencing it right now because you have a couple kids in your house. Hmm. I I have no kids yet. And I I've, I've asked so many other parents this, especially parents that have uh, parents that are video game players that that uh, have kids how how does video gaming run in your household with your with uh let's say let's say your daughter specifically like mm-hmm. is she in the gaming have you do, have you have you posted to her is she interested do you push it on her do you say whatever live your life like what, how do you, how do you treat it
1: oh yeah she uh she loves them mm-hmm. um yeah. she you know. Can't stay out of trouble, so she can actually play them, but yeah, when she can, she loves them. (laughs) Boy, don't that fucking sound familiar. (laughs) Not for me. I was a good kid. Were you the angel, Chris? I mean, I wouldn't put those specific terms on it, but essentially, yes. (laughs) Is there anybody that would? (laughs) I mean, you're the one with all the stories about the hellion you were. Hey, man, I... Yeah, I was pretty bad. <laughs> I didn't have those problems,
0: but I mean that's that's good, man. That's good that you have, you know, when, when your child is interested in the things that you're interested in. That's great. Um, mm. I've often thought about how I'm going to handle it. It's it's always it's been asked to me too. Like, what do you think you're going to be around your kid? It's 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 always that question. You know what are you gonna do when you have a son and you introduce him to video games and he he likes him but it's whatever but he really wants to go play football and then he starts hating video games and he wants to do nothing but play football, man. If that's my son, I mean whatever he wants to do. I don't. I I was fortunate that in my household, like my my father was in the outdoor stuff. He's in the hunting, fishing, all that stuff, and I eventually grew out of that on my own. It's just, I just started not wanting to do it and really, really wanted to do nothing but play video games. And I mean, my dad didn't force me to do it. He may not have supported me, but he didn't fucking come into my bedroom and burn my Nintendo down. Mm-hmm. You know whatever. If, 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 if my kids, if my kid or kids are not into video games, is it going to suck for me? Yeah. I might pout about it. I might be a little <laughs> bit hurt internally. But it's not something I'm going to turn on my kids. You know, if they're not into video games, they're just, I'll fucking blame the gaming industry. Like, why couldn't you appeal to my kids, man? What the fuck's wrong with you? (laughs) I can only do so much to try to bring games to people's life. I've been doing it all my life. I've tried to bring this hobby to other people and, and show the light of what's there. But, I mean, people are going to be into what they're into. You know, I will introduce gaming to my kids in whatever way I choose to, slowly, and try to bridge gaps for them. But I mean, if they are if they if they turn nine years old and they're like, you know what, I, Dad, I just don't like it. But come on, son, it's Final Fantasy. You know, Dad, I really I've I've hated Final Fantasy my whole life. I punch my kid. <laughs> <written>. <laughs> no, and I mean, disown them. Yeah, and disown them. Like, no, man. I mean. I imagine there's going to be times in your life where there's something you're going to be hardcore interested in and your kid's going to be like, yeah, I just don't really care about that. It's 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 part of life. I'll, I'm going to support my children in whatever hobbies they get into, if not for the fact that not everybody supported me with my hobbies. You know, it would have been nice to have somebody come in my room and play some games every now and again or, you know, just show a little bit more interest. I'm not... Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna be able to speak all fucking day to my kid if he gets all up into baseball. you know I just, yeah, I played you know at a local grade school with him, but I don't know what the batting average of fucking Sammy Sosa was in 71. <laughs> I don't even know if the fucker was alive that year, but if that's what my kid's interested in, he's got a big fucking Sammy Sosa poster on the wall. Hey, hey man, yeah we'll we'll go catch a ball game now and again. Hobbies are what they are, and yep. you will learn this when you, as the older you get, fucking one hobby is not going to sate you anyway. I have too many hobbies. I just don't have enough fucking time for them all. <sighs> so sorry, I don't know where that tangent came from, but it's just something I've, I've thought about now and again. Like, how do you handle, like, what hobbies you're, it's just a, a question that's been posed to me. Like, what are you going to do if your kids don't like video games, man? I'm going to love my kids, Period. This is my hobby. It doesn't matter if anybody else is interested in it. I'm interested in it. Uh As long as great games keep coming out, I'm going to be playing them. Yep. So I think that's going to do it for tonight, man. A little shorter episode. I bet you people are fucking like, man, what's going on? Are they sick? (laughs) This is not a four and a half hour episode. What the fuck's going on?
1: Yeah, there's not, (laughs) you know, hours upon hours of Persona 5 to talk about. Unfortunately, Um, no. And I I just, I spend so much time with D&D stuff. And yep. it's, it's kind of unfortunate because I can't actually talk a lot about it um, other than what you've actually seen. Otherwise, yeah. then, you know, Spoilers, it'd spoil yeah. it.
0: So. Like, you directly are in a spoiler line for me. <laughs> yes.
1: Hey, guess what you're doing next week? <laughs>
0: yeah. So, but, but, hey, it's good stuff. We still got some good talks in. Yep. Um... So, ladies and gentlemen, guys and gals out there who, who who have still stuck around through the rest of this episode, even though you probably weren't even born in 80, 87, uh, wh- wh- what do you think about this episode's topic as a whole? When you look back at a decade of gaming, can you can you pick out a year of a decade and say, this was the banner year, this was, I know some people that can make the argument that they think they have a year of gaming period. I don't know. Well, we could probably debate that after we get all of our three that we can talk about decades out of the way. But if you have any knowledge of the eighties as a, as a gaming whole, what do you think the video game year of that decade was, you know, what, what major games came out? It's just something that's food for thought. You know, what do you think the year of that decade was that had the whole, this was the, this was chock full of great material. Uh, whether you agree with our list or not you know we like to hear your opinions all the way around uh, always interested in hearing D talk as well if you want to if you want to tell me how fucking horrible my character is or or how great chris's dming skills have been so far you know we take it we take all topics hey we may be done with personify but if you're just getting around to it or if you were inspired to play it and you have stuff you want to talk about we're going to talk about that too Anything and everything gaming-related, we're all about talking. We, we love to hear feedback. Uh, there's a few ways you can get a hold of us. We do have a Facebook page. You can just search for the End of Time cast. should take you straight to us. It may be how you even got here today to this episode. Uh, you can send us an email. We have an email at endoftimecast at gmail.com. That's endoftimecast at gmail.com. No funny numbers in there. Just spell it as you heard it. Should take you right to. should let you send an email right to us. We have a Twitter page. Same thing. Look for In Time Cash. You can send us a tweet if that's what you feel more comfortable at. Many ways to get a hold of us. Let us know your opinions, your thoughts, anything you want to talk about. If you have any topics you want to suggest, any questions you have for us, opinions, negative or positive, we'll we'll, we'll take whatever you want want to bring to us for uh for talking points. That's gonna do it for tonight's episode. And until next time, I'm Michael. I'm Chris. Good night, everybody.